is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the UK Steelers podcast. A surprisingly jovial episode. You join as always by me, Simon Stanley, and two of our co-hosts, Dave Hart and Rich Citron. I had to be careful not to read Gavin Marshall then because his name is still there and I always look at the top of the scout call to read the names just <sighs> because my mind is broken. I can't just remember three people's names. <laughs> um, how you doing, guys? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm 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 sorry that I missed uh, missed last week. I, I fell asleep on the sofa. I managed to burn <laughs> myself out and fell asleep on the sofa and entirely missed the call. Um, so if if you tuned in last well, if you tuned in last week to listen to my half baked takes, then well, you need to get your head checked out. But I apologise for not being there. But I'm I'm here now. I'm oh, back. That's quite. All I'm right, awake. Dave. Listen, if I ever have a kid, you probably won't see me for about three years. So. <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> Just be a, a Simon-shaped piece of dust on the horizon, sort of thing. Or <laughs> yeah, you might you might not see me for eighteen years, to be honest. <laughs> oh man, how's it going, Rich? You know, it's going well. Uh, I had a great time last night. Besides the weekend um, the, the excitement, I had a great time last night. I went to the Penguins Ducks game, and uh, Penguins took the Ducks down four to one. So it's, oh. it's been nice. Cool. Do you, do you go often? Whenever the Penguins come to town, I do. I always um, see them play the Ducks, and then sometimes because when they're in town, they play the Ducks and they play the Kings as well because mm-hmm. they're you know they're right down the street from one another. And sometimes I'll go to both games, um, but I just I'm just going to the Ducks game this year because uh, I, I live in Orange County and this uh, arena is like twenty fifteen twenty minutes away from me. Cool, cool. I'd love to go to a hockey game. Man. They look so fun. Oh, it's it's you know football is my favorite sport, but hockey is my favorite sport to see live. Mm. It's just, it's so fast and it's so exciting and it's it's just cool that it's it's played on a different surface you know it's played on ice so the whole the whole ambiance is just different you know you get into the arena and it's cold you know and it's it's just really cool I I highly recommend somebody to, anyone out there to check out a game one day I never even thought about that so it's cold inside because well, it seems obvious now you say it because there's ice it would melt if it was hot right but mm-hmm. so you have to wear like a coat but it's inside that seems so strange yeah it's not freezing you know it's not like if you're out in freezing temperatures but you definitely want to wear a few layers and, and or a coat you know because you will get cold oh. what an interesting time when there was a time when hockey in the UK was pretty big, right? I don't know if it still is. I remember. Well, yeah, the Sheffield like, Steelers are a big thing, right? Is it all still going? So I mean, we used to have like Manchester Storm. I think it's still, still going. I don't know a lot about it. It's, it's not big enough that it got it gets like any coverage, but I'm pretty sure you see it on like you know the Sky Sports panes that, that change every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's going on. Yeah, yeah. If you're a Sheffield Steelers fan, get in touch. We'll <laughs> maybe we can go to a game <laughs> one day. Um, I, I kind of regret that I don't get more because I actually love hockey. When I was in America, like and things were at a reasonable time, and like sport was a bit more approachable, um, especially the sports that aren't like football because football's like sixteen games, right, and then it's done or seventeen now. Um, whereas like hockey and and well, I wouldn't get into baseball anyway, I don't think, but like hockey and basketball, especially which I do like, I could get into a bit more when I was in America, but uh, I just can't. I just struggle to keep up with that and football, so I end up falling off it every time I try. Yeah, when the time is so, time change is so different. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's easier with football because you have one game a week, but hockey yeah. you could have two two or three games a week. That's you know, it. so to, to to change your lifestyle that often, I can see that's tough. But I I wonder how many of our listeners are actually Penguin fans as well, because um, sure they're. A lot, I, yeah. They're they're really good this year. I mean, they're really good. They they're definitely going to have a chance at a cup run this year. Nice. I, I do keep up with it, like especially as it gets towards playoff time. I just can't. I just can't commit to watching it. <laughs> I have a penguin mm-hmm. starter jacket, like a vintage penguin starter jacket, actually. Which is oh, nice. Um, anyway, we're four minutes in. We've not talked about the fact the Steelers made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers made the playoffs um, against. All odds. Um, I saw some things go around that it was like a ten percent chance before the day started. I would, I would go so far as to say I don't. I think that was generous, to be honest. Um, I think ten percent chance for the Jags to beat the Colts before that weekend. I would have said was generous. So uh, it was a wild weekend. We'll go through it all. In fact, we can go through it all before we even get to the Steelers game because I think it's, it, you know, it's almost more relevant than the actual game itself. How it all played out. So the Steelers uh, end the season as a seven seed in the AFC. Sneaking in thanks to that that tie in Detroit, <laughs> which at the time felt mm-hmm. disappointing, and I suppose it still is. If we if we just won, we wouldn't have had any of this trouble. But uh, as it is, it's what pips us to the post. Um, and it happened because we beat the Ravens in overtime, which was stressful enough as it was. The Jags actually handled their business uh, surprisingly easily against the uh, now moribund Colts, and. Uh, then, of course, the Pierre de la Resistance for anyone who stayed up was the Raiders and Chargers who narrowly avoided a tie in the final seconds of overtime in that late game. And to be honest, that's the thing that I want to dive into the most because I want to know what all of your experiences was with this game. Were you watching it? Rich, I imagine it's more likely you were watching it, right? Because it's a reasonable time for you. You know what? I actually had plans that evening, so I missed it. But I did record it and watched it later. But I, I knew the outcome by then. But um, jeez, man! Could, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, know. first things first. First things first. Was it a mistake to put this? Like, should we be like, okay, we can't be angry because it didn't happen. But if this had ended in a draw, would we be angry at the NFL for putting this game on after the Steelers game? Is that like a competitive disadvantage? You think? Ah, uh, no. Because I, I kind of thought that was a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I don't know because I, what maybe I don't completely understand the ramifications of what was going on with the Charger game. Did did us making the playoffs it, it knock the Chargers out? Is that what it was? So, like, is there something that the Chargers could have done because they were playing after us? They could have, you know, changed fate. Well, if because the, because we played before them, both of those teams knew that a tie would see them both win. Which in regular in regulation, I don't think matters too much because. Um, both teams are still going to play to win, right? That's just the way it is. But when it got to overtime, that's when I think it did start to matter because all of a sudden, it's in the heads of both coaches, not not, not necessarily the players, right, but the, the coaches, that they can play very conservatively and still make the playoffs, both teams. And I think that is like a bit of a questionable mm, decision from the That's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's tough. but And obviously, you know, it almost was. We were two seconds away. It's funny, I was... Um, I was watching the game and then it got to the fourth quarter and the um, the Raiders uh, were 12 points up. The Chargers had gone for a two-point conversion and didn't get it, which left the Raiders 12 points up. And at that point, I was like, well, th- there's no hope that um, they're going to tie. after Because 12 points in the fourth quarter is quite a hard score to, to tie on, right? You would think mm-hmm. that you wouldn't... Like the, the odds would say you're not, the team isn't going to come back and, and be on an equal yeah. score at the end of the game. 
But then I went to bed and things just went nuts, right? Both teams scored like two touchdowns or something. And then, well, mm-hmm. the Chargers did. And then the Chargers went on that crazy drive at the end with four seconds left. Well, no seconds left, right? And in the final throw of the game and, and <clears throat> scored to tie. And... Yeah. Man, I'm just glad I missed it. Tomlin did the same thing, apparently. Apparently he, he dozed off and thinking that all was good. <laughs> and I did the exact same thing. So, because I'd have been having a heart attack in overtime. I watched the highlights the next day. I would have been losing my mind. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. Uh, did you see the videos, different videos of the Steeler fans like freaking out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been me, dude. <laughs> I would not like to have seen the podcast Twitter account on uh, Monday morning <laughs> if I'd have been up for that game. <laughs> uh, you watch it, Dave? I didn't stay up to watch it, no, but I, I did, um, like you guys, uh, sort of see the sc- see the score in the morning, and I thought, I'm glad I didn't stay up for that one, because oh. I'd have just been tearing my hair out. But then at the same time, we've we've gotten, sort of gone through on a, on a wing and a prayer, and we've sort of just narrowed our way through. So we, I mean, it could be argued we didn't entirely deserve the spot we got. It's, it's great we've got it, but we probably didn't entirely deserve it. So I probably wouldn't have felt as bad if we were knocked out by that. If you know what I mean, we, I'd have felt a little bit cheated, but considering that you know, in what was it, week four, we were all ready to hang ourselves from the rafters because we couldn't have an O line <laughs> and we couldn't score points. Considering all that, we spent the entire season pretty depressed, you know, sort of sneak, you know, sneaking through or just almost, you know, get, almost getting in. All felt pretty good at the end of the day, you know. I feel you, but if I'd have got, if I'd have woke up and found out that. It, the, those teams have t- like there's been one tie in like 550 games or whatever. Mm. If I'd found out that was the second tie, I'd have been so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these people saying that it's a, it was a you know that they've sort of set it up to to tie on purpose that they've fixed it, but these two teams don't like each other. They you know they want to win. You know. Yeah, I don't think because the Raiders were clearly going to win, right? And then it was some Justin Herbert magic that even pulled it back to level. So I don't think that was the case during the game. But I just think when it gets to overtime, that's when it comes into play because. You can't, like, you know, you, it's easy to, well, not easy, but teams can play very conservatively in overtime because there's only 10 minutes and they know that they can just, you know, the, I mean, the Raiders were running the ball. Apparently the Raiders were going to kneel the ball. Um, and because if you watch the video after the game, uh, I think, who was it? I can't remember the Raiders play, but one of the Raiders players says to Nick Bosa, oh no, it was to Eckler, to Austin Eckler, um, that they were planning on um, just kneeling the ball and then Brandon Staley called a timeout when the Raiders were uh, running the ball uh, towards field goal range. And then th- that's when they decided, okay, well, they're, they're calling a timeout. They're trying to get the ball back. We'll kick it. So, mm. I mean, we were a timeout away potentially from seeing this game end in a tie. <laughs> well, that's surprising too to me because another factor in this is, can you like picture the Steelers and the Ravens in this situation? When you're playing a divisional opponent, like you don't want both of you to go to the playoffs because mm-hmm. you know each other so well. Like you, I, like I don't want to play that team. I don't want to meet that team in the playoffs. I'd rather knock them out, you know. So it's it's kind of surprising that they weren't like just going for each other's jugular to just knock them out completely. Well, well, that's the other thing. If the Raiders had tied the game, they would have played the Chiefs. And if they had won, which they did, they end up playing the Bengals, right? So, I mean, mm. there's something for, that, to say to that as well. Right, better matchup for sure. So, anyway, just a wild, a wild game for the for the final game of the season. Um, I think it's for the best for everyone that it ended the way it did because it just it just <laughs> would have been. I mean, not for Chargers fans, obviously, but um, it just would have been another year. I mean, how Chargers like is it as well to? Uh, to go out in this fashion. Yeah. I, I look at that Chargers team. I can't, I, I struggle to name one thing that the Steelers have got that is, that is superior apart from the edge rusher. 
um, and maybe the running back, but you know, it's as a whole that team is so much better than ours, apart from the coaching, I guess. It's uh, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it, they what uh, I think Gav sent that that uh, graph out on Messenger. Um, they haven't been to the playoffs in a what since when? Uh, what was it? Uh, let me see if I have it here. Two thousand eighteen. <laughs> Which is surprise. I mean, that's not that long ago. But they've but they, been a good team know, have, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah. How about the lowly Jets? Two thousand ten. Oof. Oh man, it's tough to be a Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that Brady comeback a week ago was heartbreaking. I I lost my mind at that. So I can't even imagine being an actual Jets fan. Um, yeah. and let, let's give some props as well to the Jags. I mean, who saw that coming? Um. As soon as I started seeing that score around half time and it looked like it was already wrapped up for the Jags, I was like, geez, we, we need to win this game, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Like, I, I was suddenly super invested in winning this game. So I, I just, well, yeah. I, I would never have seen that coming in a month of Sundays. That's that stat, though, that what is it? They, they've won six straight in yeah. Jacksonville? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty telling. Like, that, when I heard that, I thought, okay, we got a shot then because. You know they're in the same division. You know, and and you know, like like we said, you, when you know when you're in the same division, you know your opponent so well, anything can happen. And mm-hmm. and that's man, they just have their number at home for yeah. whatever reason. It's funny because that's like not the smart football take, right? You know, like the, the smart mm-hmm. analysts are always like, well, you know, it's not telling what happened six years ago because that's a totally different team on both sides of the ball. And I kind of get that, but I had the same thing as you, Rich, where I just kind of bought into it, <laughs> like in my heart. Mm-hmm. I was like. I don't know, man. There's there's a pattern here. I don't know if it's the universe or if it's the actual players, but one way or another, this is uh, this is telling us something, and it happened again. So, just a crazy yeah. Sunday, a crazy Sunday, um, and it leaves us with the Steelers in the place. Have you seen this graph going around that that um, lists like all the playoff teams and their their relative rankings and all the different? So, like, it, it ranks the rushing game, the passing game, the O line, the the defense, the sacks, etc., etc. And um, one of these teams is just not like the other. Like all the all the teams are like a bit blue or, or like blue and red, and the Steelers it's just all red. <laughs> um, uh. This might be the, the statistically like the worst playoff team ever. <laughs> Maybe not ever, but like that I can think of. Like, yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah, well, well certainly. That... Go ahead, Dave. No, so this, this is what prompted the. Uh, have you guys seen the the, the meme of the, the Pirates of the Caribbean meme? That's um, you know you're quite possibly the worst playoff team that I've ever heard of. Uh, but you have heard, heard of, of me. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so that sets us up with a a game on Sunday night, which is nice as well. I booked off Monday morning on the fly um, next week to likely commiserate over the, the Chiefs game, but you never know. Stranger things have happened last weekend. Um, but sh- should we talk about this game first, the Steelers Ravens game, and then and then we can get into all that stuff. Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, I won't do the whole the whole run through like I've been doing because uh, it'll probably take some time. But um, we'll, well, we'll start with the offense. Kind of a similar story, I think, to what we've seen. Um, the offense was not doing <laughs> a great deal against uh, against Baltimore. Ben, um, I thought this was in what was assumed to be his final game ever. Um, kind of a rough game for him until the fourth quarter, and how many times have we said that this season? He was 11 for 19 for 95 yards uh, and an ugly interception as well through the first three quarters. But that clutch gene, man, it never goes away. 
Um, he ended on something like I, I got it in front of me, but he ended on something like two hundred and fifty, two hundred forty-four yards. It was um, just you know th- that last drive in overtime as well, where we were just converting third and fourth downs over and over again, and you just kept thinking to yourself, "Well, we can't do it again." You know that this this passing game is horrendous, and it was just over and over again until that that Ray Ray one got us in in field goal position. And, it's just a clutch gene, right? That's another thing I'm talking about. Smart football analysts will tell you it doesn't matter, but um, there's just something with Ben, right? He just comes up big in these moments. There are, yeah, there are players like that. Um, Sidney Crosby with with the Penguins uh, has been like that his entire career. Whether he's playing in the Olympics and, and scoring the game winning gold for Canada, or the juniors and scoring the game winning gold there, like some players are just clutch, and that's kind of Ben's essence for his entire career. If you if you remember, he's he's never had a good, a really good Super Bowl. When you mm. think of it, of the three that he's played in, he's never you could never say, well, yeah, he's he's the MVP for sure. And but when you need him, he comes through like that final drive when they played the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, and he drove them all the way down the field, and then made that amazing throw and amazing catch by Santonio Holmes. Like he's just like that. He's just clutch, and he's. He's, you know, he's at the end of his career. He's not as good. He didn't have a good game throw on the ball. He was, he was wildly inaccurate at times, almost through. He could have had three interceptions, you know, but when you need it, he's, he comes through and we just, it so happens we have a few players like that on this team. And, you you know, we have a couple on defense, TJ Watt and Cameron Hayward, you know, it's like when you need them to do something, they do it. And, and that's Minka Fitzpatrick, one of, I, you know, that, Minka as well. that breakup yeah. on Hollywood Brown, I can't think of a more clutch play. That saves the season. Even Cam Sutton with that interception in the end zone. Huge, you know? huge play by, yeah. by Cam, you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's like and, and I think that's you could probably attribute us being so poor statistically and still making the playoffs to those factors. We have players, we have some really great players, possibly future Hall of Famers, that come through when we need them, you know, and come through big. And yeah, that's that's Ben to a T. I mean, you, you guys are right. You're right on that Ben is the arguably the king of clutch. You know, like I say, he comes through in the right moments. But, but there was a sort of an extra factor in this game with the rain. He played. I don't know if you guys saw. He played with a glove in the first sort of. I think it was the first quarter and a half. I might have been all the way up to half time. He played with like a glove on. And I've only ever seen Ben really playing with. You know, his throwing hand would be bare. He'd have no glove on, so he'd have like his his other hand would be gloved in like not not one of those super sticky gloves that the receivers wear, but like a like a padded glove. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like one of these sort of things. And then he he took it off, and that's when he started. You know, completely if you pass a bit more accurate so i don't know how much there are you know the elements were involved in this game with with his sort of improvement in performance particularly when it comes to the glove because i'm you know there's a whole lot of touch and feel to a to throw in a ball it's not you know you put a glove on and it's entirely different it's, it's not even just in football every, every sport you introduce something that limits your contact with the thing you're doing and it's going to change it entirely you know so do, do i think there's a bit you, of an extra factor in that. do you know why he was wearing that i didn't i, don't, I didn't even realize i assume to do with the the elements maybe it's because mm. of like a stick like a bit of a sticky on it but once the rain gets on it i can imagine it just goes back to like having it on bare skin so he probably just threw it away and mm. be done with it you know the fact that i mean you make a good point about the elements i mean the fact that we managed to win this game against the ravens who you know, rushed for, I mean, I don't even know what it was, 244 yards, I think, something like that. 249 yeah. yards in this game. And have the number one 
rushing defence in a game like this where throwing the ball should be difficult. This is what I'm saying. It just makes me think, man, just on a wider scale, like going back to week one when we beat Buffalo, I remember saying like, yeah, listen, we did all this stuff, but you know that punt block was a little bit lucky and this was a little bit lucky and Ben threw a few passes that should have been accepted. That was lucky. And it just feels like, as well as the clutch thing, Rich, it just feels like that's been the thing of the season and that's how we've just you know, got through on a razor, a razor knife edge being the kind of team that we are. It's just been down to so much like random dumb luck. Like, I mean, there's a great coaching, there's there's clutch gene, there's been tons of good plays, obviously, but I'm sure you can say that about a lot of teams, but there's just been some luck on this team. <laughs> it really has. So. There has been, you know, and when you have, when you have some superstar players too, you, you know, that helps, that Pretty helps you luck. get yeah. a little more luck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just um, they've been a mystery all season. I mean, you know, they lost some games that they they should have won, and they won some games they should have lost, and yeah. it's kind of been that team this all year. Well, let's hope we continue winning games that we should lose. Um, I want to kind of position this in because obviously going forward, what matters is is the playoff games, and and what concerns me is is I don't think Ben can start like that against the Chiefs. I mean, we saw it in Week 16, right? But um, I don't think that we can survive a slow start against the Chiefs. We probably need to come out swinging unless there's like you know significant turnovers or the Chiefs don't show up for some reason. But you know, a game like this, we were lucky to in this game that we were playing Tyler Huntley and and the Bronc uh, the the Ravens who were a little bit depleted. I think that um, if we're playing the Chiefs and we come out that slow and don't start until the fourth quarter, we're going to be uh, three touchdowns down and it's it's going to be it's going to end real quick. So. Um, I'm all for being clutch, but you know, let's have an opportunity to be clutch. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, for me, Canada has to be better in the first half. Mm-hmm. He made it. He made adjustments in the second half, but he should have made those adjustments quicker. I, for, in my opinion, he wasted that whole first half. Like he's he had this habit. We had seven possessions in the first half. Four times on second and long, so second and ten or longer or second and nine, he ran the ball. Hmm. Four times out of seven possessions. Now, if you have a strong running game, you you can do that. You can, you can get away with that. If you do not have a strong running game, especially if your stud running back is out of the game, you cannot do that. Like, if you have first and ten and you get stuffed at the line of scrimmage, no big deal. Second and five, sec- or second and short, if you run the ball and get stuffed at the line of scrimmage, no big deal. If you have second and long and you get stuffed at the line of scrimmage, you're pretty screwed because now the defense knows exactly what you have to do and your chances of converting that are pretty slim. They did they did this four times out of seven seven possessions and all of them resulted in, in uh, ending the drive. At that point, one time they did it in the red zone and they, they, they had to kick a field goal. The other times, two plays later, they ended the drive and they had to kick. They had to punt the ball. Hmm. It was it was just their drive killers. When you when you make those mistakes, they're driving. And then the second half, he adjusted. He did it. He did it once with five minutes left in the game with Najee in the game, which is not as bad, of course. And they gained four yards. And then in overtime, he did it. And he and it was minus one yard. But he he adjusted at least. But to me. You might have a game plan, but as soon as your star running back goes out, guess what? You need to adjust it. Mm-hmm. It's not like one size fits all. You need to. I don't care if the first twenty plays or first thirty plays are scripted. I don't care. You need to make that adjustment because you don't have the same team now. You don't have the same offense now. So I thought I was really ticked off at Canada. I thought he just really screwed that first half. 
yeah, your, your messages um, on the Facebook chat that we've got was <laughs> saying that. Yeah, I can't remember what you put, but you, you said something to that. Um, there might have been juicy language. I can't remember, was there? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I was just... <laughs> you weren't I, happy with Matt Canada one way yeah, or another. Was, he's killing us or something. It was something to that effect. Uh, yeah, I was that. just... I was not happy. Um, but yeah, well, let's talk about this running game. I mean, obviously, Najee goes out after the first... It was his first drive, right? The first he goes that with again another one of these um, these plays that looks like it would have just absolutely destroyed someone else. Like his arm just bends at like a ninety degree angle backwards, similar to his leg did the other week, and uh, he does go out for for most of the game, but then comes in when it matters most at the end of the game. But that left us with uh, everyone's favorite Benny Snell uh, to to lead this rushing attack for most of the game, and um, yeah, this team's dead in the water without Najee. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see that Benny did okay. He had a couple nice runs, but you know, this Baltimore defensive line is not the Browns' yeah, <laughs> defensive yeah. line. They're beefier. They're bigger and beefier. Hausenhauer did not have as good a game nearly as he had mm-hmm. against the Browns. He had much time. A lot of times he was blocking Calais Campbell, and he just can't handle him. But you know, he did manage to at least stay with him. Like he did, Calais did not throw him to the side at all in any games. He was at least stayed with him, although although he couldn't really move him much. But it was it was tough sledding with with this uh, Ravens defensive line and and you know it shows you that you know when you run up against a better lo- defensive line we're not going to be as effective opening the you know those those gaps for uh for our backs to run through so you know we uh, obviously it just reinforces that we still have work to do in the off season on that line yeah you know p- people are ready to kill benny snell right now oh, here, and we I, here we go here we go i'm i'm not i'm not a benny snell apologist <laughs> you, you, but uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was I was a big fan of the guy coming out of the draft, and we're not Benny Snell football hasn't arrived in the NFL. Uh, but, have you got that? Have you got that Trump stamp removed that says Benny Snell football? That's that's been lasered off now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gone, along with my other embarrassing tattoos. But um, but no, he he's he's not the the back we thought he was going to be, or that I thought he was going to be. He's probably a victim of the same sort of thing of what Connor is that he needs the line to be open up bigger holes for him to to be getting that push whereas Najee's a guy who doesn't need that as as much he can make a guy miss stiff arm a guy and make his own yards regardless of the line you know yeah he's a very different kind of back but at the same time I'm feeling more comfortable now with with Benny Snell seeing his sort of he's actually he's had a few nice runs in a few games and he's limited sort of limited snaps he's in pass protection he's he's doing well you know he's picking up blitzes well and things like that he had a really good one in this game come what point it was remember remember spotting it but he's i'm i'm going forward i think i'd be happy with him and harris as not necessarily um you know snell spelling him heavily but i'd be i'd be happy to have him there in relief of him now and then the only issue comes when Harris isn't in the game at all like you guys are saying it's it, it sort of it, it, he's not got the, the same sort of ability but at the same time you look at their overall stats he's what 12 snaps for 22 yards whereas Harris had 11 11 carries for um 28 yards he's not had a whole no no one was doing well but uh, you know, I, I liked I liked how they got um, sort of Claypool involved in the in the rushing, sort of on those sweeps and things. That that was really effective. Yeah, he um, he led the team in rushing, thirty three yards on three carries. Yeah, so which is a, a sort of a Canada a Canada thing, right? That's his yeah, um, that's yeah. his deal. 
So, yeah, I, I like that they, even when your Starback is out, there's other options and they can they can replace the running game, sort of a proxy for the running game with, with other guys like Claypool who are, you know, maybe trying to find their own... I mean, it, it, Claypool's a whole other subject I'm sure we'll get onto a bit later. But, um, but no, I, I, I'm... I'm 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 happy with um, how things are, despite the um, the lack of production in this game. It's, maybe that sounds a bit weird, but I, I was quite happy with how it. It's it's made me feel more comfortable about the running game anyway, particularly when it comes to Snell. Well, I, I, maybe you're a little bit higher on. I don't know. I, I think we need to. I don't know whether it, whether it's like a late round flyer draft pick kind of thing because you can find those in running backs and yeah. when it when it comes to the sixth and seventh round or something, then you know do what you want. So I wouldn't mind that. Or if it's uh, you know just you know a free agent guy that you spot some value in but i really think we need to evaluate the the backup running back position on this team um i think it's pretty a pretty urgent thing to do in fact because well, i think we've been lucky this year that Najee has, has stayed upright the whole year given his workload and you know some of the plays he's been involved in um and it's the, it's the other things that Najee does as well like obviously you know we've seen games this year where he's been bottled up but I mean, I think he saves the game himself. We talked about, you know, the people that saved this game and Minka and Cam and, and all these people, but I think Najee saves the game on that overtime drive when he plucks that ball out of the air one-handed from Ben that, that was catch, way oh. over his head. And uh, I think that's intercepted if he doesn't if he doesn't grab that. And, and Benny Sell doesn't grab that, I'll tell you that for free. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that big run at the end of the game, yeah, too, that yeah. got us closer to field goal range was huge. Yeah, definitely. And that, was, that, was, that, that was all... Yeah, that was all uh, um, Najee. That was an off-tackle play that wasn't there. The hole wasn't there. He popped it to the outside, and Claypool made a nice block for him, got in front of the guy and shielded the defender. It was, But that was mostly Najee. Yeah. Najee, uh, yeah, we got, we got to keep this dude healthy, man. And I, I would be a big advocate of having someone who can step in and isn't just the, you know a gaping hole of a drop-off. Um, that would be nice. <laughs> um so you, you mentioned Claypool. Let's talk about. Claypool. I thought I thought Claypool had a nice like a start to like a bit of a bounce back. Um, I've been down on Claypool a lot this season. I feel like, um, like I say, he read he led the team in rushing. Um, I thought he he obviously caught the touchdown on that slant in the in, in the fourth, and I thought he looked a bit more precise, a little bit more less of the messing about that I was talking about last week, where it feels like he's floundering around the field. Um, mm-hmm. Just a nice solid game from from Chase all around. It wasn't a huge game for the for the passing game anyway. You know there wasn't a, a ton of it. I think Pat Frymuth led the led the team in in, in yardage, but um, we're still having trouble with drops. I think as a whole, not Chase, but but uh, you know in the receiving core, obviously Ray read that drop and then salvaged it the play after on fourth and fourth and eight. Um, DJ having some drop issues towards the end of this season, which I don't know if that's concerning to anyone, but yeah, DJ dropped the ball the uh, third down previous to the big fourth down catch by Ray Ray. That was that was a first down too if he catches that ball. And uh, man, uh, what the cojones on uh, on Tomlin to go for that in fourth and eight, yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I was really. I, I mean, I don't. It was an impossible situation because I don't know what I would. I think he was probably right to go for it. I don't think there was any point in punting the ball away at that point or trying to kick it. It wasn't in field goal range, right at all. Sixty, uh, which okay. in that, well could do, but it's not a high percentage. Field yeah, goal. maybe on a sunny day, I'd have gone for the field goal, but I think he was probably right to to go for it but yeah I, I think I think it was the right decision um, well it's easy to say that now right I suppose <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do think if you watch some of the clips I, I, I'm sure you've probably seen them shared around DJ looks I mean he was burning dudes with the root running it's, I just want his hands to be perfect you know like 
I think on a team um, that is... I mean, can you imagine DJ on the Chiefs, for example? Oh, boy. I mean, him across from Tyreek Hill, jeez. Oof. I mean, yeah. a, a team that a team that throws the ball down the field and across the middle a little bit more with his like speed and change of direction and the, and the ability he's got with the ball in his hands, man, that I, I almost feel bad for him that he's not on an offense that is a, a little bit more vertical. But um, yeah, I, ju- I just hope he you know he, he did clean up the drop issues this year, so maybe it's a bit unfair to get on him. But we just saw it creep in at the end of the season. Yeah, it's those big moment drops. Yeah, that, those are those are the ones that you you know. You, you you can't have. We uh, we saw a ton of Ray Ray again. Like I said, um, nine targets, four receptions, thirty seven yards. Took another big shot over the middle again, which I feel like he does once a week playing in, in that slot role. Um, just, oh, it was a huge catch. Yeah, just got hammered over the middle. Right, it's a twenty yard gain. Uh, heading towards the red zone. So I mean, he's a tough dude. You know, I, I feel like I've been up and down on Ray Ray. I've given him some crap over the over the time he's been here, but I think he, you know, he. As a slot guy who stepped up when Washington hasn't, you got to give him some credit for for his toughness. And you know, Ben obviously trusts him; he throws the ball to him a lot. So, um, yeah, and, and not to mention he's been great on punt returns. Yeah, yeah, and in this game as well, right? I mean, he was setting mm-hmm. up good field position all day. Um, yeah, and and based on that final play alone, that he made that big catch, which wasn't an easy <coughs> catch; it wasn't a great throw. I mean, I I might resign him just based on that, like. You know, that's that's what I want on my team. I want those guys to come up with big plays in the big moments. You know, they don't shrink away from the moment. And and he, he did. I mean, he's he and he's been game all year. You know, he's he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's out there, you know, making blocks. And yeah, I like the guy. I, I would definitely he's not going to be expensive. I would definitely resign him. Sorry to anyone that just heard me choke on my monster. Go <laughs> <laughs> to hit that mute button. Huh? <laughs> Normally I do hit the mute button, but I, I took a sip and just absolutely choked. <laughs> You're fumbling for it. The death pod. <laughs> you know, with, with, uh, with Ray Ray, like, would I be happier going to the playoffs with Juju? Yes, definitely. Mm. But at the same time, I can't doubt this guy's... You know his his heart and his his drive because he's he's like similarly to what Juju has always done. You know, putting his body in harm's way and making those tough catches. You know, Juju's the guy's probably. You know, it's a there's a high percentage chance that he's going to come away with the ball. Whereas with Ray Ray, I don't feel as comfortable that he's going to do that because he's he's not as much of a. I don't know. I mean, is he he's not a hands catcher or something like that? He just seems to like come to his body because he's slightly smaller or something. I don't know, but the he doesn't seem to have that the same sort of ball skills as as Juju has. But he's like I say he's his his drive and his and his um his focus is is fantastic. And maybe DJ should take a bit of that because he's he's say his, his drive and ability to just keep his head in the game is is great. I love that about him. I saw um the Dolphins UK Twitter account tweeted out today about how they were saying, you know, actually uh, I'd quite like to sign Juju on a, on a one year prove it deal. And, and he'd, he'd be nice across from uh, Waddle and Parker as the three. And I, I shut that shit straight down. I was like, no, we'll keep it. Thanks. <laughs> he wants his four year deal with the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we better resign Juju. I'll be so mad if we don't at this stage, but um, yeah, we'll save that for the off season. He, he's sadly not going to be involved in this, uh, this playoff run. Um, We'll talk tight ends as we talk in receivers. Um, apart from the one player, and I don't want to get on him too much because the defender was right there. It was a third down play where he stepped out of bounds, right? And Pat Frymouth. 
apart from that one play which we'll talk about, I thought he had a fantastic game getting to the, getting to the sticks. Every time you throw this guy the ball, he just head down, pummels straight forward for the sticks and regularly picks up five more yards than I would expect anyone to pick up. Um, I don't know what it is. He's, he's like not slippery, but it almost looks like he is. Like he just rumbles downfield, but the dude is, uh, he's reliable. I mean, he's the guy that Ben looks to on third downs first. And every time those third and longs came up, I was like, throw it to, throw it to Frymuth, he'll get there. So he had, he had one play though that, that almost killed us with 44 seconds left and he needed to get to that, that first down marker. Yeah. That's, that's the one. And I mean. he, and yeah. He, yeah. And he, yeah, he thought by cutting out of bounds, he could cut right at it and get yeah. it. But if he would have turned it, it up, you know, but I wanted to get out of bounds to stop the clock. I get it. But I, yeah. he, he needed to be a little better in that play, but I, I completely agree with you. Besides that, he's, he's so solid and he's a rookie, you mm-hmm. know, and to see this production, um, and he's a smart player, and, and and you see that you know Ben trusts him already. That, that's such a great sign for for this kid's future. Yeah, to be fair to him, I, I thought we, on first watch, I thought he would, I thought he actually got it. I thought he was really close. And then on the replay, I thought, yeah, he was half a yard short, but a stretch wouldn't have gone a miss on that play for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you say, I understood why he was trying to get out of bounds. That was probably a smart play, but and the defender was right there at the stick. You know, it would have taken a a hit and maybe he doesn't get out of bounds or, or what but yeah I think a stretch would have would have probably been the right move there but I, I don't know I can't kill him too much for that play because he, he does it so well so often um, yeah yeah and, and it is impressive for a rookie and Gentry as well who seems to have picked up the the rumble in downfield gene that guy just gets he just gets open a few times a game and Ben spots it hits him and he just that's it he just in stride Rumbles down the field, made four catches for 39 yards, which put him above most of our receivers on the day. Um, another guy with a super impressive year this year. And I'm happy for him to stick around as the two as well. Yeah, me too. He, he's, you know, because for a while, you, you didn't know if Raider was going to be the guy on, on a 53-man roster. It was going to be Gentry. And and he's just worked really hard the last few years and, and, and deserves everything he's getting right now. So it's really nice to see Ben have confidence in him and, and, and get him much more involved in the, in the uh, passing game than he's ever been. Hmm. There, there was one play of Gentry um, where he was rumbling forward and I saw two Baltimore players. I think it was a really key mark. I can't remember exactly where. Two Baltimore defenders were just ripping that ball out. And, and as, I, as he was going down, the ball kind of came loose almost. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then he just got down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't do it, Zach. <laughs> um, uh, is that it for the off the old? We talk about the old line a little bit. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention? Oh, I, I do want to say the whole old line. We've got to stop with these penalties. Um, oh, some of them were geez. very costly. I mean, you know, that face mask was one thing that killed the only nice play that Snell made all day. But um, yeah, I mean, all of them. I think all of them got a penalty on this game. Well, Chucks has a false start every game. <laughs> If you look back every game, he has a false start because he, he, you know, because he, we talked about it last week. He's he fears that you know that that rush around that speed rush around the end, and he's trying to get off the line as quick as possible to defend that and penalized again, you know, for this game. But it, yeah, and they threw some nice. I'll tell you, Ravens threw some nice stunts our mm. way too. I mean, they had one. Oh man, it was like it was about four, four or five minutes left in the third quarter, and and they ran this stunt, and Hasenhauer was just slow to react to it, and then, and because of that, he missed his guy. Now Snell had two guys coming at him, and Snell didn't know who to block, and he ended up not blocking either <laughs> one of them. 
<laughs> and that's when Ben got sacked. But uh, you know, the Ravens it's still it's their game. their fronts yeah. yeah. Their 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 front seven are still really tough. They're they're really good and, and just a quite a test for our offensive line. Just you know. But uh And there's yeah. three rotated pieces already on this on a, on an offensive line that already was, you know. A, a tough look, you know. We got Joe Haig and Leglue and Hassanauer all playing that didn't start the year. And, uh, in fact, I didn't realize this until after the game. But playing Joe Haig every snap in this game straight up cost us a fifth round pick. We literally paid a fifth round pick to play Joe Haig in this game. Oh wow! Um, a, comp- mm. a compensatory pick. I, I can't say that word. We've done it too many yeah, times. Yeah, no, you got it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was nine and a half million dollars well spent on on Zach Banner, who was sat available on the bench. Well, we paid a fifth man. round pick to real. play Joe Haig. <laughs> Is that one of the biggest disappointments of this season? Because you remember in the off season how everybody's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we'll be solid at right tackle. Banner will be there at right tackle, so we're good there." We were worried about every other position on the offensive line except for that right tackle spot, and now he's played a few snaps the entire season. It's just so disappointing. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. Dave, I'm going to come to you now. Imagine that it's it's, yes. it's April twenty. 20- Ninth, no, it'd be thirtieth. April thirtieth. It's like the hundred and thirty-fifth pick of the NFL draft, and uh, I don't know. Franco Harris walks up to the uh, the podium and says, "With the, with the hundred and thirty-fifth pick, the Steelers select one game of Joe Haig." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone cheers. Yeah. What's your reaction? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not exactly going to be overwhelmed with that with uh, with glee, but um, it's but, tough yeah. because I don't know. Like, it is a really weird thing. Like deep. Knowing that, do you not play a guy? I really don't know because it feels like almost um, ridiculous to spend that capital on, on one game of Joe Hay. But then I don't know if you really don't feel confident in in that banner. Yeah, I mean, Leglue plays tackle as well. I mean, I wonder why you know they didn't think maybe Penny at guard and Leglue at tackle. But mm. yeah, you, you got to play who you think is best because I mean that's a huge game. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I just can't help but feel angry about it. <laughs> not, not to mention that the third round pick that we should have got for Dupree has now turned into a fourth because he's been injured most of the season. So yeah. we, we've been really screwed in this formula this year. Yeah, luck was not on our side for mm, sure. Not not in that way. Um, has, um, has has Tomlin um, gone out of his way to to bury Kendrick Green and because uh, he, he's been. Talking about is he's it's some injury. I can't what the injury was now, and then the COVID list. Is is he trying to hide him out of the way so we can keep past now in without um, it looking bad? Yeah, they you know oh, he, oh he's uh, he's got an itchy nose or something like that. You know, it's some injury that he can't play with. You know, dude, the guy's a rookie center. Like if you want to bench him, bench him. He's not like the quarterback of the team. Do you know, what I, mean? like, I don't think we yeah. need to be playing games about. <laughs> It just it feels like they've they've, they've hung the hat on him for yeah. most of the season. They realise that he's a maybe a dud, and um, they're having to try and you know push him to the back of the queue now and hide him. You know, I did like when Ben was asked about it, and he was like, "Listen, I, I think he's got a great career at guard." <laughs> that was a yeah, backhanded was... compliment, if ever I heard. Yeah. That. He... It was, it was even. He, I think he's, it was even stronger compliment than great career. He said something, I don't know, something like he's going to be an all pro or something like that. Like it was, it was a big, big compliment. And I was thinking, wow, dude. <laughs> all I took hey. from that was he's not a center. <laughs> he's been playing center in front of me all year. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, they allowed one sack against this Baltimore uh, team, which, which you can't be too upset with. 2.6 yards of rush when you even include Claypool's 33 yards on three plays is, is not good enough, though. Um, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to be better than that. You know, I know this is a, like you said a, a very tough run D, but um, like, hey, KC have rounded into form on defense as well, and there's you know, some tough pieces there too. So yeah, I, this this whole line's gonna need a, a hell of a game, I think, to uh, to be in with a chance next week. Um, defense, we'll roll yep. in, roll into defense. Um, like I said, 249 yard rushing allowed. Uh, although maybe that's a bit skewed because the Ravens can't throw the ball. Um, Cam Hayward, another another monster game, gets his tenth sack. Nice, you know, he he's been underrated all season, like I've said. But uh, this this run defense <laughs> again. I mean, they were just at one point ripping off uh, long chunk runs uh, over and over again. And, and to be honest, I think it's 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 more the linebacking play than, than the D line. Um, although I, I think we are really missing to it, and we've said it all season. I think we really need a guy to go alongside Cam Hayward and and you know. Just just meet up that line a little bit, but I've really got to come for the linebackers this, this week. <laughs> uh, not the outside linebackers, but but the inside linebackers who I, I, this needs a complete overhaul in the off season. I mean, I don't know about Show, but I I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I didn't see a great deal of him in, in this game as they were rushing through the middle wantonly. Bush, I, I just I gave up at some point. I, I, I know we've been preaching more time on Bush, but this this game was r- real atrocious um, for him. Espe- I mean, especially in, in the run game. Um, and we know what we've got in Spillane. This entire group is just awful um, this season. I really don't know what, what to do with it other than just sweep it out and find something else. Do <laughs> you know what I wish? I wish we'd taken Nick Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> no, at, well, at times, I, I sort of forget that we have... Middle linebackers. Yeah, I, I'm just, totally uh, with you. That you're exactly right. That is a perfect way of putting it. They just they don't appear at all. Yeah. You don't see them making tackles. I mean, they're obviously making tackles. They're, they're turning up on the stat sheet. But I'm just you're thinking, well, hang on, we've got some linebackers here. Where are they? Yeah. Are, are we not putting them out here? And then you got Arthur Morlet making, you know, performing wrestling moves on guys and giving himself a concussion. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's 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 sort of falling on other people's shoulders because these guys aren't making plays. I mean, we were talking. It talks about in the past about um, about Minka. Okay. I mean, having such a, a big tackling season when he shouldn't really be having it. You know, he, he shouldn't be that guy that you're having to rely on to make these sort of tackles in the you know in the run game. But he is. But um, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm on your side of this uh, side. I think it needs so whether it's a free agency injection or something. Something needs. To, I mean. Our, our list of draft needs is going to be a mile long, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much replacing half the defense. But yeah, I, I wish that I could remember when it was. You know, previous Simon should have wrote down some context to this. But there was a point in the game where Bush did something, uh, and underneath his name, I just wrote shit, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was the only thing that I wrote. <laughs> Whatever he did was not good. <laughs> well, his, you know, one of his big problems. Is he he just isn't good on gap integrity too often, you know, and he gets either that or he's getting just nullified by a block. You know, if you look at um, you look at Murray's TD run, Mm -hmm. well, the whole front seven got completely nullified. Like they just everybody got blocked. No one was able to break their block on the front seven. Mika overran the play, and Edmonds. I don't know what Edmonds was doing. He was so slow to react. Nobody touched him. Nobody blocked him. But he was so slow to react to get over to try to cut Murray off that Murray ran right by him. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, Bush, you know, he made some nice plays sideline to sideline. I'll give him that. Um, he one that um, uh, the Ravens quarterback was running and, and would have had a pretty nice gain, but Bush got over there quick to the sideline and, and cut him off, and he only got like three yards. See, when you see something like that, you see this guy's potential, and you're like, man, what? he just can't put he can't put everything else together though, and his technique isn't strong enough to compensate for his lack of lack of size and mass. Hmm. And he just gets taken out by by offensive linemen too easily, and and then sometimes he's not even in the right gap, yeah. you know. And the gap's wide open, wide open, and and there goes the back, you know. And so yeah, it's just. But I tell you what's interesting though, <laughs> a lot like Ben, they this defense came through when you really needed it. Like mm-hmm. they they made some big big plays when you really needed it you know they intercept the uh, sutton's interception he was in his zone. sutton's not bad in his zone. he's not bad now if that's mahomes throwing that pass it's probably a touchdown you know huntley put a little air under it and gave sutton time to get over but in his zone, I, he's not he's not a bad corner it's just man to man he's he's not good at all but you know they came up with some some really nice plays um at the end of the first half they limit the ravens to that field goal they were down inside the red zone you know tj watt was huge on that series as well you know so they did they did come up with some big plays um when you really needed it and that's probably you know one of the reasons we won the game because yeah there were there were just it was just bad some of the holes murray had to run through was just any any back could have done that you know and it's it's tough to see it every every week and not not see anything get fixed. But I just don't think we have the players to fix it right now. Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing. Um, Butler wasn't uh, available, was he, for this game? He was out with um, COVID. He was, he had, he was on COVID. It crosses COVID protocol when it's a coach. So it was uh, Tomlin calling the calling the defensive plays. So was it? Did anyone see a massive difference? I didn't see a massive difference in the scheme. Um, I can't say I saw a huge difference, um, but I don't, you know, like I said, I don't have the old 22. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, that's that's a good question, Dave. I suppose that sort of falls under your uh, argument of fire, or not say fire, but don't uh, don't keep Butler around um, for next season. Argument. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I definitely want to see. I want to see somebody else come in and and take over this defense for sure. <laughs> the people are clamoring for Brian Flores, but I think someone hires him as a head coach. Yeah, that's a good bet. That's kind of got the got the shaft on that deal, didn't it? It's like it's it's low, it, like you have to believe that that's something personal. That is so strange. Yeah, when you that know? came out, I was like, "What? What are you doing?" Like, do you remember when uh, we traded for Minka that, that season, and the Dolphins mm-hmm. were just real, real trash? And he made the most of that team, right? I think I think most coaches would have been lucky to win a game with that team. Um, and I thought he did a great job. And yeah, I mean, maybe this season's a little bit disappointing that they uh, they didn't sort of make the playoffs, but but they did win. Like, didn't they win like eight games down the stretch? Like, so there was definitely improvement. I don't know. It's just weird, weird move for a team like that to to fire a. Co- I don't know. Strange. Yeah, it, where, how many seasons has he been with them now? Was three, it two or three? Three, three yeah. yeah. Well, maybe even two, yeah, I think three. Um, I thought he showed a lot of problems. I think he'll get picked up, no problem. I think some, one of these teams will be... Uh, I mean, what an upgrade that would be. I mean, if I was like, you know, the Bears or uh, even the Vikings, I think it's a massive upgrade. 
you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think he would be a good fit with the Vikings, as a matter yeah. of fact. I wouldn't even interview anyone else. I mean, you filled the Rooney rule if you only interview him, so just, <laughs> just take him. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I got a bit of a cough. I'm just dying today. Um, sorry, what was it? Oh, right. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, the sat record. TJ ties the set record, so we think, at the very start of the game, uh, as uh, Huntley fumbles the snap, then picks it back up again, and then TJ gets the knocks the ball out, and uh, the, the Steels recover. So it's like a, a forced fumble sack uh, situation. I thought that was pretty clear. Then we get word that uh, the official stat man has decided that uh, that was a abandoned play, I think was the word in used, and uh, therefore was a, a tackle for loss. Um I mean, there's been arguments raging about this ever since. He did end up obviously tying the sack record later with a sack, and he, and he he almost got I think about three more. And I was I was sad that he, he didn't end up getting another one. Um, some people. Well, still... he did he did get another one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the football gods. No, I mean another one to break yeah, the, the record. The Cam Hayward one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like the football gods were like, nope, you're not. Sorry, not sorry, TJ, you're not gonna get it. Yeah. But um. Did you, so did you yeah, think that, that the first problem. one was a a sack? That's what I wanted to ask. Did you think that? I, that... I did at first, and now I understand. Because I'll tell you, I understand the role, and they, and it's right. It is correct. It is right. But, but yeah. But I'll tell you, I have seen that same type of situation where they did give the guy a sack. I've hmm. seen that before. But I, I know that I know that that role is they did get that right when they changed it. But I have definitely seen guys get sacked on that. And and the other thing is, it's kind of a bummer because if you remember how Strahan got yeah. the record. Yeah, <laughs> it's like far red Favre gave him that record basically you know and 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 you know tj just couldn't get any of that it couldn't get any love <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah you blame it on tyler huntley man <laughs> I mean, from what i understand it it's that the center has uh fumbled the ball as a result of trying to insert it into his own rectum and <laughs> as a, and then huntley's established himself as a runner um by picking the ball up yeah, so that's why I, it's not a sack. I wouldn't mind it if I understood. This is what I'm a bit confused about. Maybe you can explain it to me, Rich. Because I've been, I've read conflicting things, and I read one thing that you know, but it's hard on Twitter, right? Because everyone's posting all kinds of things from all kinds of bloody rule books that they've found on the internet. But I did read one that was fairly convincing that was talking about um, how uh, the once it's fumbled, he has he it's assumed to be a pass play uh, unless he runs past the line of scrimmage or something. I don't know. I was I was confused by this because they lined up with. Five wide, I think, on that play, or at least that's what I've read since. I haven't, I haven't, I'm not sure. I haven't counted. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. But so that I, I don't suppose that really plays into the stat because it's irrelevant. But that to me suggests that it was a pass play. He then recovers the ball and like has it in his hands, but he's. I don't know that he really establishes himself as a runner or a passer at that stage. So I don't know what that defaults as. But and then he gets to him and knocks the ball. I, I don't know. I, I I could be convinced either way. I just don't understand the rules. So I, I don't know if you know or. Well, to my understanding, because the ball was fumbled by the center, nothing was established. You know, he did not establish that he was going to throw the ball. He didn't even he, he didn't try to run the ball. You know, so that's why I think they consider it a non-play. As far as so, what I, my understanding of the rule so is, so if he picks, so he, so are you saying that the step from the stat perspective, he didn't have possession of the ball when he when he got there, or? Because yeah, he didn't he didn't establish anything. He wasn't able to because yeah, he didn't really. Uh, he gave. He, I guess he technically gained possession, but 
there wasn't any type of move made to run the ball or throw the ball. Yeah. Like he just kind of recovered a fumble this and is, got tackled. This is what confuses me about it because he, he so he had the ball as far as I'm concerned. He'd picked the ball up. The ball was in his possession. I'm willing to to say that. Now, if he then like just throws the ball up in the air, that's a pass attempt, right? Which to me would yeah. suggest then that anyone that tackles him while he has the ball in his hands gets a sack. That's what I'm confused. About. And they did give him a tackle for loss, so they're admitting. Well, maybe admitting is the wrong word, but the by by giving him the stat for the tackle for loss and the forced fumble. They're telling you that um, Huntley did have possession of the ball, so they've already told you that. So mm-hmm. then, to me, the guy has to be running the ball in order for it to be a tackle for loss. And if he's not running the ball, it's a sack. That, that's how it works in my mind. I don't, you know, th- we get really into the the you know the ins and outs of the rule right now, right? And people are holding out hope that the NFL will review it and change it. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's just the way it works in my mind. Dave, what did you think when you saw it? So you, you guys have just cut out for me on oh, 30, no. for about 30 seconds, so I've heard nothing. That was all my explanation, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, w- I won't re- rehash it, but what did you think of the uh, of the play? Do you think it was a sack? Um, I, I can see why it wouldn't be, but at the same time, I think maybe it's the black and gold tinted goggles that maybe want it to be, especially, especially for him. Maybe. You know, that I, want it, I want it to be for him, for his case, for... Um, Defensive Player of the Year. I, I want it all to sort of work together because I feel like that everyone, everything's conspiring against him, and he, need, he needs those those stats and those sort of you know groundbreaking stats to really push his his case. Um, I still feel like he's going to get it, but at the same time, I, I want him to definitely secure it. You know, I, re- I really do think that I think it's a sack outside of the steals related nature. You know, like I, I've seen plays where uh, the center snaps the ball and. You know, it goes straight past the the QB, right? And then they go and and gather it, and someone touches him down, and that's a sack, right? No. Yeah. So I don't understand how there's any different. I don't know. I've been confused by I, this. Yeah, I, I think what it is is because this, like, the center fumbled the ball. That's considered a fumble. Like in the stats, they're going to put that fumble down as the center fumbling <laughs> the ball, not the quarterback. So what it's considered after that, when Huntley grabs the ball. That's considered a fumble recovery. As ah. soon as he grabs the ball, he is now recovered a fumble. I see. So you're so so. What you mean is, if the center fumbles the ball, the next person to pick it up, regardless of who it is, is an active runner. Whereas if Huntley had right. fumbled the ball and picked it back up, he would have re-established yes. himself as a passer. Okay. Exactly. I exactly. understand that. That's what I think. I'm okay. not 100 percent sure, but I. That's what I believe. Man, football is fun, right? <laughs> but like, like yeah. there's all these situations where the centre snaps the ball over the the QB's head, mm. and the ball hits the ground. Who's is that the, classed who, as a fumble? Who fumbles the ball in that case? Is that the centre or the? Well, it can't be the QB. Because the, the uh, so the QB uh, it'd be it'd be tackle for a tackle for a loss, or would that be a sack? They're definitely sacks. I'm sure they are. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. wrong. Yeah, I don't know because now you, you now you run into. It's probably a QB. That one is probably considered a QB fumble because now, like, if the set, like, what happened with with Huntley, there's no way he can get that snap. But if you if the center snaps it over that over a quarterback's head, now does a more athletic quarterback catch that, and a less athletic quarterback can't can't necessarily get up to get that ball? Like, where do you draw the line there as to to put the fault on the fumble on, you know? Like I, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know who that. I, I think that's still considered a quarterback fumble, but that'd be a, that'd be a good one to look up. Somebody should Google that. 
Well, there's a whole bunch of them last season with Pouncey snapping the ball over Ben's head. So uh... yeah, we, we should have some. Yeah, we should know by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I just the amount that we're having to litigate it to me says uh, just give him the sack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was bummed out. You know, and he missed three games. You yeah, know, yeah. one of those games he's going to get a sack. You know, yeah. oh, it's just that'd have been really nice. And then there's no way they can withhold the MVP from him. But but now because he tied it, maybe maybe they do. Maybe they're like, oh no, Aaron Donald still get, still gets it. And then he, then he took a shot in the balls as well after that. Just oh, for, that was uh, great. Just a good measure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he ties the sack record and then waddles off. Um, embarrassingly. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, poor TJ, man. Uh, well, maybe next year. Um, and listen, at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, he holds the sack record. Strahan got a free sack from Brett Favre that TJ did not. So screw that, dude. Well, it'll suck too because if anybody gets asterisked, it'll be uh, it'll be TJ because there was even though he didn't yeah. play as many games, there was a there were more games in the season. So that that's kind of a bummer. The the real ones, no. The real ones, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, and again, oh, that Cam Hayward one man as well with the was that rough in the passer because that would have been half a sack there. I don't know. It's... Yeah, I think it was. He <sighs> did. He didn't make helmet to helmet contact. Yeah. It's, you know, that rolls. If you're getting smashed, that's another one where I think they need to use their discretion. Because if you smash the guy, but if you just make contact, that wasn't a huge hit. You know, he made contact. You know, where are you meant to put your head? This is what... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the problem wearing helmets, right? I'm not saying they should take the helmets off by any <laughs> chance. But, like, you don't have a... A, a sense of where the helmet is in the same way as you know where your head is you know like when um rugby players are tackling you know, tackling each other and getting to scrums and stuff you're right there's a bit of head collision but you know where the edge of your head is whereas with a helmet you can't feel it and that's you know, the point yeah. you, you, you're gonna have those because he sort of catches the edge of his helmet it's, it's not a full-on you know if it, if it was like forehead to forehead collision yeah but he, he sort of catches the the bottom edge of his helmet so it's sort of Mm, yeah, there's an argument that it wasn't really a, you know, an, an intended um, hit with the helmet. You know, yeah. Mm. These, these defenders are just put in an impossible situation week after week. Sometimes, aren't they? And you know, I don't think yeah. there's a great deal you can really do about it. Um, I'll tell you what else. Um, uh, Highsmith um, didn't see a great deal out of him in this game. He was involved in a few run stops, but it was a quiet game for him. Maybe he was just trying not to steal the sacks from TJ this week. Um, Hopefully we yeah. see a return to uh, him in the backfield next week. But uh, I don't know if you saw what his matchup was like. But I didn't see a great deal of him in this game. And then there was plays where um, Tusker was on the field, and obviously he—I don't know, maybe it's just because he's white and I can only see guys' arms. But like for a second, I'm like, is that Watt? <laughs> no, it's not. Watt's on the <laughs> sideline. Like, why is Watt on the sideline, and why is he so close? Why is Tusker there? Because I thought it's, I'm thinking like, what's going to get the sack? So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, he tied the set record, and, and I think that's an achievement in and of itself, right? Yeah, he's in he's in the record books. Yeah, yeah, and that goes a long way, you know, for Hall of Fame. Mm. Um, we move on to the secondary. Um, you spoke a little bit. Hayden was uh, was 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 nice, but limited in snaps on this one, coming back from an injury. Um, we spoke about obviously Sutton, who credit where credit due, made some big plays in this game and, and possibly saved the game with that. Pick at the end. Um, Witherspoon just continues to impress me. He had uh, 
that pass breakup, on, I think it was the third down pass breakup was was awesome. He's just doing that stuff all the time, just just locking dudes down. And I mean, we've we've stressed this, but he's got to be top of the list when it comes to guys we need to resign. <clears throat> yes, for sure. Um, and then one guy I want to shout out in the secondary as well. We can talk about all these guys if you want, but um, I, I know you I know you mentioned it before on, on a poor play, but um, I liked Edmonds in this game. Obviously, he got the pick, which was a bit weird. I kind of thought they were gonna overturn that the way that he stood up and dropped it but we were lucky that Mark Andrews touched him while he was still on the ground so it kind of you know ended that play and it was dead at the spot but I don't know what he was doing there he like kind of caught it with his wrist but then didn't move his hand and as he stood up it fell out of his arms that was weird but he, he was coming down making some big tackles on Mark Andrews um, stopping him from going off and um, I like this stat from from, from uh, Gav's old friend Tommy Jaggy on Twitter um, Steelers safety Terrell Edmonds allowed a lower passer rating this year the Derwin James and Justin Simmons. Hmm. Yeah, impressive. So I thought he played. He was decent. I mean, he he had a tough task ahead of him. He was mm. covering, you know, Andrews most of the game, um, and and really, a lot of the times couldn't stay with him. But he did contest a couple of passes. He did get that interception. He wasn't horrible. Um, yeah, he was pretty much the way he normally is. He makes some nice plays. He gives up some plays. He's he's not going to kill you, but he's not necessarily, you know, going to play amazing. But he, I thought he was all right. I'd be all for re-signing him this year if we can do it at a reasonable rate and you know, yeah, and just ru- just rules out another position that we have to deal with. Sign the guy up, you know. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. And and he seems to have a steady improvement each year. Yeah, you know, each year he seems like he's gotten a little bit better and. Yeah, I think he. I think he deserves it. Yeah. Just, just Is a, there any teams after a Terrell Edmonds? Oh, I'm sure there's some. <laughs> um, these these kind of like you know, league average to slightly above league average guys tend to hit that first free agency and and and, and get a decent contract. So you know, we'll see what he commands and and if he you know does want to come straight back to the Steelers, we'll see. But. He's got the pedigree, though, right? He's a first-round yeah, pick. You yeah. Know? Well, regardless that, of whether he should have been a third-round pick, he is a first-round yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that the most disappointed you've been? Maybe not. I don't know, Rich. You've been around a lot longer, but at least for me, I remember when we made that pick. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time, and yeah. it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Ar- Artie Burns was a was a big one yeah, for me. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. You like uh, you can't spend a first round pick on somebody who's a project, even though he's a great athlete. And I've I've read where Artie Burns is a great athlete and he is fast, but it's you know sometimes I think Colbert he he leans a little towards the measurables instead of the game tape. It just hmm. seems like he does that sometimes. I mean, why else would he do that? You know, I mean, I don't know. He was considered a project. He was considered a guy with with a lot of promise but a project and first round come on you got to hit your first round i mean bush was kind of similar right i mean higher pedigree definitely people saw him going earlier but also a guy that was very athletic more than more than more than uh you know yeah but he was rated higher yeah definitely yeah yeah. you know he was considered the second best linebacker in college yeah oh how have we not even spoke about that kevin colbert's retiring after this draft yeah should probably mention that right um, so he's going to do this draft, and then, and then he's out the door. The thought is that Omar Khan will take over, but he's been interviewed, or, or, or someone's requested to interview him, right? Oh, who was it now? Do you remember? I've totally if it's gone out of my head, but someone's requested no, to I interview him for their GM job, um, one of the ones that that's vacated. So if the Steelers do want him to stick around, I assume they would have 
told him, listen, you know, we're going to do this draft with... Because that's the only reason I can think that Colbert would stick around for this draft. I know, obviously, Colbert is a uh, respected drafter of players, if that's a, if that's a term. But mm-hmm. um, it still feels strange to have your GM draft and then and then leave, right? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you know, I, but I, you know, they, you know, he has been really good GM for us, and of course, there's a lot of respect there. But you know, I, I want the guy that I'm bringing in. That's yeah. I want him to put his mark on the team right away and just see what he can do. But uh, it's not a horrible thing, you know. And, and I think Con will stay with the Steeler organization. He's been with us a a long time and and i think they've been grooming him for a while and he's really good at his job so i think he's going to end up being the guy well that 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 must be the assumption right that that's why this colbert is staying on because he can help out can and cans can still have his imprint on it yeah it's like a nice handoff otherwise it would just seem weird to me sorry dave what are you gonna say no say i'm sort of following from what you've just said um i don't think they're gonna want um Colbert's name all over this 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 draft. You know, it's not going to be. You don't you don't want the next guy coming in being like, well, Colbert drafted that guy. Yeah, you know, so it's passing off the blame. You know, for any for any busts or bums. I never they, even liked Brock you know. Purdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> just, I think they're going to want him to be there holding someone's hand, but it's their draft, yeah. if you know what I mean. So he, he's he's guiding them, but it's theirs. You know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyone else on defense? I feel like I maybe skipped past the secondary bit. Anyone else you want to shout out? No, I'm good. So, and I already shouted out Minka, so don't get on me at that. Minka. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. On the yeah, list awesome, of people awesome. to sign was um, Adams, but I think we already already know that. Yeah, yeah. He's one of these guys where um, I mean, I love a lot of the stuff that Adams has put on tape, but I I, I want him as like maybe like a rotational guy. Like I I just don't know that he's got the. Um, the beef to be that guy that I want in the down after down after down. Wormley's kind of a similar thing, right? I, I like Wormley as a rotational guy as well, but with two out this year, I think you've seen uh, him exposed at, at times. I, I, I just, you know, maybe it's to it and maybe it's not, but I just need, I need, I need my to it back, you know, or whoever it yeah. might be, my Justin Hargrave, my, my Fletcher Cox, you know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I, I, I don't know. I, I like him right now. He's fast, dude. He's fast. I like him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, get after the QB. I don't want anyone like that. That's great. I want him there, but mm. um, just you know, that run game is is such a priority for me now. Going into next season, I'm just a bit worried about some of these dudes that we're starting this year. Um, no. But we'll address that in the off season anyway. Um, and I cannot stress enough that play that Minka made on Marquise Brown. I know, I know, I already mentioned it, but as we're in his section talking about the secondary, what a play! What a play! He's already caught the ball. He's made a great catch on the sideline. He's stepping out of bounds, and Minka just charges out of nowhere and just knocks the ball out. Awesome. I, I was scared for a second they were going to give him the catch because he had it for so long, but then I, I watched the replay, and it, it was definitely a breakup. Um, yeah. Awesome play. Yeah, it's a great play. Did Minka make the Pro Bowl this year? No. No? No, which is kind of kind of silly. I and then again, I don't know. Actually, before I say that, I should probably check who did make the Pro Bowl because I can't remember. But um, I guess I guess that's kind of down to him, right? You know, he's he's racking up the tackles, but he's not being the same ball hawk yeah, yeah. kind of player that you know that the league and you know sort of casual fans and and what have you and fans of other teams they don't notice it as much when a guy's making tackles as opposed to someone who's coming with you know interceptions week on week, you know. And also, PFF hates him. So yeah. 
And everyone loves PFF, as we know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Amiga loves PFF. <laughs> Speaking of PFF, <laughs> can, can we get, Rich, can we get your thoughts on, you must have seen this, right? The, the PFF article that had uh, Miles Garrett as the first team uh, outside linebacker and TJ Watt as the second team on you. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I have not. I try to. I try to limit my viewing of PFF whenever possible, and that's that's one of the reasons why they're just silly. They're they're ridiculous. They're the, you know. The, they, I've got to, I've got to send you this later on, Rich. You, you've got to read it. It's been going around Twitter. This this like little paragraph that, that whoever at PFF wrote and the mental gymnastics going on. You can see it. You can see it in the writing the mental gymnastics that they've done to convince themselves that Miles Garrett is the first team. It's just ridiculous. I wish Monty Python was still around because they could. <laughs> They could come up with a great sketch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, There's, John Cleese just... just sat there talking about the Ministry of Silly Takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, in special teams, we already shouted out Ray Ray. Um, Boz, beautiful, three out of three in bad weather. Credit to him uh, uh, mm. as he has done all season, and then. We got to talk about this punting thing. Not a, another game that wasn't great from PH3. I mean, he's just come back from. I'm not only his father died, right, but I think his his grandma died like a week later. That this guy's having a tough time. Um, he maybe just shouldn't be out there. I think next week, especially in a game like this against the Chiefs, where you're going to expect to be punting a lot. Let's get Waitman in. He's got the bigger leg. Yeah. We expect to be booting from deep in our own end zone. I'd imagine, not our own end zone, but our own half. Uh, at least a few times. Let's get Waitman in. Let's keep PH3 on the roster. You know they've kept them both on the roster the last couple of weeks. Let's let's let them take this into the off season and see where we are. You know when we when we get to training camp. But I think for this playoff run, I would be starting Waitman if it was up to me. Well, it was a bad decision to yeah. start Harvin. You know he punting from his own end zone. He punts a thirty-three yarder, mm-hmm. which leads to the Ravens' first score of the yeah. game. He just. He just has not been the better punter. Punter Wait, Waitman's just been better. He has, and and I, I I feel for everything that Harvin's happening in his life. It's it's tragic. Um, I just you know I just don't I just don't think he's he's doing as good of a job as Waitman is right now. And and I think they need to start Waitman against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, does totally the, agree. Does the problem not come in where you end up carrying two punters into the playoffs? Uh, what do you mean? So like, you'd have to when you have to put uh, Presley Harvin onto IR or something to to make space. Otherwise, you're carrying two punters. Well, I think they've been carrying. Two, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they've been carrying two punters the la- like since PH3 came back. So this week they didn't put Waitman on the practice squad. I don't think they kept him on the active roster and then just didn't dress him for game day. Okay. Probably because he punted so well. The concern that someone will pick him up. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. before he was, nobody really looked at him. But yeah. now that he's ha- has a body of work to look at, yeah. And that's you know that's a good question. What are they going to do for the playoffs? You don't, you really don't want to have <laughs> two punters on your active <laughs> roster. <laughs> no, no. You, you know, so they have a big, big decision. Whoever they leave exposed could get scooped up. So what do they do? I, I think that we know, can get away with it. I, I think we can manage with two punters. I think we'll be okay. I think they've done it this yeah. week. Uh, they can do some creative accounting and, and move people around and, and drop people to the practice squad that are safe. And, and It'll be interesting. I, yeah. I will see what happens. Wouldn't it have happened already? Wouldn't one of them been sent to the practice squad already if that was the intention? 
this week for, for the for the wild card uh, game at least. It depends. You know, it depends on who, who's been out. Like, who's is there? Has anybody been out with COVID? Is there anybody coming back this week? You know, because if the roster is going to change like that, then you know that changes mm-hmm. how many people you can address. COVID, right. Sorry, what's that? Uh, right, yeah, that's right, Dave. Washington, Washington missed this ah, past really? game. And now if Washington comes back back now, you need an extra spot for him because you're going to address him. He's a free agent, wanna... though. Maybe you just maybe you just say, well, whatever, sayonara. <laughs> nah, <laughs> he's not nah. playing anyway. <laughs> nah, he, he, he's a contributor. He's yeah. He hasn't been great, but he's, you know, he's right now top four on the team. Yeah, Sai's going all out for carrying two punters. I don't know, man. I, I honestly, I'm not joking when I say I'd keep the two punters <laughs> before wow. I keep Washington. He's going anyway. See you later, James. Wearing two <laughs> punters. <laughs> That's the take of the week. Let's keep two punters over James Washington. That's the take of the week. Oh man. Okay. Um, that, so that's the game that was. We've won. We're in the playoffs um, now. I've, now Gav's not here, so I anticipated the episode might be shorter. Although it's not, but. I, I, I've come up with a new segment that I'd like to call um, Heroes and Villains of the Week. I don't have a drop for it, but but just pretend I that I did. waiting for the drop Yeah, there. pretend <laughs> that I did. Heroes and Villains of the Week. There you go. That's a good one. Thank you. Appreciate that. Gav will come up with something better. So the idea of this is is like people that aren't Steelers players that we want to say are heroes or villains of the week. Now, I can do this two ways and, and tell me what you think is better. I can just do the heroes, then the villains, or I can go back and forth. I got three of each. What do you think? And then you can have some too if you if you come up with some. Okay. Uh, I don't have any. Well, I'm not saying I wasn't expecting in, you to have any. I'm, I'm interested in hearing yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, basically this this just came out of me wanting to complain about some people. Um, all right, I'll start with the heroes of the week. I probably mentioned most of them. Firstly, um, T Law, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he may have laid an egg for me in Dynasty all year. But he showed up and looked like a real boy when, when you know, on the day when it mattered most for us, at least. So um, he gets the gold medal as Steelers Hero of the Week. So round of applause for Trevor Lawrence. Nice to yeah. go with his lovely golden hair. I've realised now I should have gone in back backwards. I should have gone from bronze to gold, but 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 whatever, it's fine. Um, gold medal for villain of the week. Um, and she she could have been villain of the week a few times this year. Adidi Kinkabal, <laughs> who, who I've defended uh, multiple times, um, but she crossed the line again for me for, for what feels like the 10th time this season with another garbage tweet about the Steelers. Moments after the Steelers, I don't know if you two saw this, moments after the Steelers um, won this game and made the playoffs against all the odds, the first thing that comes to, comes to her mind that she thinks to tweet about is how AB got in trouble for streaming the locker room on Instagram Live a number of years ago. And how Claypool is now doing the same thing, which is a completely ridiculous comparison. It's not the same thing because Claypool was streaming a celebration where you know Tomlin was dancing with the players in the camera. Da da da. AB was secretly filming a talk that Tomlin was given that was slagging off another team. Um, just totally different, totally irrelevant comparison. She quickly deleted it because she knew it was stupid. And she probably got a lot of grief for it. Um, but it's just another example of her just awful... Uh, I don't want to say reporting, because Twitter isn't really reporting, right? But she is a reporter. She's got clout on Twitter, so she needs to be better. Um, who Who is she, Simon? And why do we care about her? So she is the... What I would assume is like the AFC North main correspondent for NFL Network. So What? 
yeah, so she basically covers the Steelers, Browns, Bengals, and Ravens. And a lot of the time, this this year especially, it feels like, a lot of the t- I mean, you might remember, like, a few weeks ago, I was talking about how she did that tweet about um, the coaches in the AFC North and how she was saying how nice they all were to her, and she mentioned the three other coaches and then, like, just didn't say anything about Mike Tomlin. <laughs> and, like, she just, she just had these, like... And the reason I've defended her in the past is because when you hear her speak, like if you listen to her on a podcast and stuff, she always sounds like she respects the Steelers and like is is nice about them. But then she just comes out with so much garbage um, that it just because I, I I don't want to be one of these people that's like ah oh, you hate the Steelers you know because th- there's a lot of people that say that about everyone right. Um, but it just does feel like she's got just some bee in her bonnet about this team and just just always comes up with stupid stuff to tweet about the team. I mean I mean what a ridiculous thing to tweet just after the Steelers win this game. You know, well, that, especially for someone that's hired by the NFL yeah, yeah. To, to cover that division. That's just that's a dumb thing to say. So gold medal villain of the week. Um, I mean, to, to, to some extent, Twitter is just well, to some extent, it's an echo chamber. And to some extent, it's um, it's just a place where you you sort of you fire up conversation through hate. You know, mm. there's some people that have made their entire um, can you call it a career on Twitter? Um, yeah, yeah. Just by creating conversation by saying something dumb, and maybe she's trying a bit of that. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if you you guys have noticed. I'm sure you have. Uh, a little bit addicted to Twitter. I bring it up probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I understand it's it's almost definitely a bad thing. <laughs> like I'm sure it's terrible for me, uh, but I don't know. I'm just not ready to let it go. It also brings me so much entertainment sometimes that um, I don't know. It would be tough to stop even though I feel like I know that I should. But mm-hmm. anyway. Anyway, that was one thing that got, you know, grinding my gears this week. Silver medal, hero of the week. I mentioned him already. Brandon Staley, um, head coach of the Chargers. By the looks of it, the Raiders and the Chargers were content to settle for a tie at the end of overtime. Um, both were going to accept that tainted golden ticket into the playoffs until Staley got greedy or just stupid. <laughs> and... Uh, Called the timeout with less than 30 seconds to go in overtime when all he had to do was let the clock run out and his team was in the playoffs. <laughs> so, hmm. perhaps the dumbest move of the year. Um, hero of the week, Brandon Staley, for knocking his own team out of the playoffs. Appreciate it. Um, silver medal, villain of the week, the NFL stat guy. Come on, dude. That was a sack. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I got for that one. Bronze medal, hero of the week, Daniel Carlson. Got to give him a shout out. I remember um, vilifying Ryan Suckup for that field goal that would have sent the Steelers <clears> to the playoffs <throat> against the Chargers in like 2016, 2015, or whatever it was. Um, mm. I I was really vilifying Ryan Suckup. Carlson could have suffered the same fate, um, but he didn't. He stepped up, goes down as a legend. Um, people, you know, they're donating to his charities and stuff. Good for them. Uh, good job, Daniel Carlson. Thank you for stepping up and uh, and making that kick and, and not making a mockery of the NFL in its final game. Uh, and then lastly, villain of the week, bronze, Chris Collinsworth, man. Stop being so obsessed with the tie. Shut up. Enough. <laughs> no more. Stop talking about it. Stop willing it to existence, man. <laughs> Collinsworth's another one where like people, Steelers fans get on Collinsworth about hating, it, hating the Steelers, which I try and pull back from a lot, but... Man, this dude's got to stop. Like, stop going on about how much you want the tie. We get it. Like, <laughs> we don't need to be talking about it in the second quarter. <laughs> so, uh, that's my heroes and villains of the week. 
Well done. A segment that that won't return. (laughs) 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 On on the sort of subject, I know it's it's not exactly a big thing, but on on the subject of sort of um, lower level commentators, if you can call it that, Mm. I don't know if you can Is is there tiers to commentators? Definitely. But um, I, I used to really not like Iron Eagle. Because of the way he says his first name, yeah, irony. But um, I, I don't. I'm coming round on it on his commentary. He doesn't impact the the get. He, he sort of he doesn't try and attract all the attention. So I, I've I've mm. softened on Iron Eagle, mostly because, like I said, I didn't like him because of how he says his name. But I'm I'm softened on him now. I, I actually quite like when he's commentating on Steelers games. You know, the one for me is um, Charles Davis. He like he's a good analyst and. I actually quite like the guy, but I don't know, there's something about... He's got, like, a very distinctive voice that kind of takes me out of a game. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. It's just, like, a weird phobia I have to his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure people are like, yeah, yeah, we know, we have a phobia to yours, too. <laughs> Sat quaking in the corner when he talks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Chiefs game. Um, Sunday night football, as I said. Lost to them convincingly only a few weeks ago in week 16, 36-10. It's worth pointing out that in that game, Tyreek Hill only had two catches for 19 yards, and I think Kelsey was out with COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. So we were actually killed in that game by Byron Pringle and Derek Gore, if you look back at the stats. Um, On the other hand, Najee was able to run against them somewhat successfully. He went for 93 yards. He averaged nearly five yards a rush. Um, Harris is questionable this week, obviously, with that injury. The hope is that he should be he was back in that game, so you'd hope that he's good to go. Um, for me, I, th- I don't know about you guys, for me, I think the best hope is to, to try and shorten this game. And I think I probably said this before Week 16 as well. Is to try and shorten this game, force the issue with the run game, and then hit them with some, some shots to DJ, some play action when the box gets stacked up. Um, we, we just need to keep Mahomes off the field. And I think that's, you know, that's probably how a lot of teams try and play the Chiefs, right? But... I just don't think that we can have, you know, an equal level of possession to the Chiefs and expect to win this game. I think we need to um, hope that we catch a break with a few huge plays that ch- turn the t- tide of the game on offense, and then and then hope for the best on defense and get at least a couple of turnovers to to just do something that that people don't expect. Um, we are, you know, the odds are against us. The spread is minus twelve point five in a playoff game, um, which might be the biggest. You know, spread I've seen in a playoff game in a very long time. Uh, ben was having fun in his press conference today. He was he was talking about how we don't stand a chance, so we're just going to go <laughs> and go out there and have fun. I like that from him. Um, <laughs> I liked his tone. He was obviously enjoying the fact that he was even there. Meanwhile, Andy Reid in his press conference said the Steelers are playing like a number one seed right now. The mind games have begun. Mm, yes, they have. What are your thoughts? Well, I I just don't see us winning this game, guys. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, and what really hurt us as well, they gashed us on the run as well, you know, in the first game. We couldn't stop them on the on yeah. the ground. And, you know, they didn't have Travis Kelsey the first time. We were able to bracket Tyreek Hill most of the game and, and, and keep him, you know, held uh, pretty much in check. Uh, even if we can do that again, you know, Kelsey is going to going to hurt us pretty good. Mm-hmm. And if we can't stop the run, you know, it's going to be a, a repeat of the, of the last game. Now, all that being said, this is a team that has consistently 
done the unexpected, whether it's winning or losing. That's been, you know, it's it's been pretty uh, hard to predict these guys. Uh, they could win. I mean, they could. You know, Ben catches fire. You know, defense comes up with some big takeaways, some interceptions, some, you know, some strip sacks of Mahomes, some fumble recoveries. Yes, we could conceivably win this game. But I, I think the odds are against it. But, it, you know, it's possible. It's, so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yes, there's, there's definitely a chance. All right, I'm, I'm already nervous that, that Rich is saying that we, we won't win this game. Usually you're the guy who's like, okay, well, well I'm going to pick the win. <laughs> Dave, tell me we can win this game. You know what? I'm I'm maybe I've um I've took a hit to the head or something, but I'm I'm feeling this. Yes. I'm feeling this game, man. Someone's done it. Like the, every everyone's hating on the Steelers, saying that they don't deserve to be here, and maybe we don't. But hey, we're there. I don't really care if we deserve it or not. We're in it. As as you know, Ben said in interviews when he, you know he was pretty much you know, he, he was assuming that this was the last game of his career. He was saying, you know, it's it's you know. The, they play ugly, but we're here. It's the identity of, of this team for a long time. That it's not, it's not pretty. They don't do it with you know earning style points, but they do it. They find a way to do it, and that is something that you can't buy. You can't buy that sort of winning mentality of fighting to the end. And that's something that's you know, despite the struggles this team has faced throughout the year. You can't say they didn't try. You can't say they didn't give it their all until the final moments of, a, of, of every game. You know, it, it's 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 something that's bred into this team. And whether that's um, a, a coaching thing or it's just you know players all together having that same mentality, I don't know. But it's it's something that I think everyone can take from as a positive going forward. That it's a team that isn't going to give up. And as as um, as Richard said, you know, in in the past, it, it's it's a team that on the right day, if they turn up, they can beat any team, and they can also lose to any team. But, and, and you know, it's it's a team that beat the Titans. It's a team that beat the beat the Bills when no one thought we'd beat them in Week One. You know, it's it, it's not like we can't beat these these big teams, these you know supposed giants. We, we we've beaten them. So why can't we do this with the Chiefs? We've 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 played them once. All right, we got smacked about like a bunch of little boys, but still, <laughs> they think... can they can they can turn it around. They can they can find a way because Ben finds a way, and everyone else can follow suit. I think I think I think this is this is the the, the turning point. I'm not saying they got to the Super Bowl, but I think that it's this is the starting point. It, you, this is where you you set your you know. You, you set your intentions for you the, for the your playoffs in this game. You, you plant yeah. your flag, yeah, firmly, firmly in uh, Patrick Mahomes' backside. And to be fair, I, <laughs> I would love to win this game just to shut Patrick Mahomes' brother up. Jesus Christ, that dude is the worst. I thought it was his wife. Everyone hates it's both of them. I don't know. How, honestly, <laughs> I'm not surprised Patrick Mahomes is good at football because it's the only fucking rest he gets from those two. My God. <laughs> I I'd sp- I'll tell you what, I would be the last guy in and out of that training facility if I was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go home. <laughs> um, sorry, go on, Rich. You, ch- you can say. What, what, what have they been saying? I haven't heard. Oh, have you not been keeping up with this? <laughs> no, I, I really no. Oh, I no. love it. See, I, this is why I like this because Rich, you're, like, you're not on Twitter a lot and stuff, so I come to you with the uh, the stuff from the <laughs> oh, Twitter sphere. So all season, and I think it's been going on for longer than this season, but it feels like this season it's like broken out into the mainstream and like people have been seeing it. Imagine, you know, like Juju does like the TikTok dances and stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. Well, imagine that, but like you're not good at football and you're like the worst human being that exists. And that's Patrick Mahomes' brother. And then his wife is insane. She like just stands on the sideline and screams at people. <laughs> just, just loses shit. There's like a there was like a video right of um, this uh, of his brother like going, losing his mind in like a restaurant, and then he like slagged this restaurant off on uh, on the internet and said like nobody should go there. And then the restaurant came out talking about how rude he was and how awful <laughs> and like how they weren't going to accept it just because he was Patrick Mahomes' brother who had no talent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, him, him, and 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 Patrick Mahomes' wife just stand on the sideline for some reason. That, like people are like, why are they allowed just to stand there all the game? It's like because well, he's the face of the NFL and he, he can do whatever he wants. But um, th- like he just gets in the way and like does these horrible like TikTok dances that are like somehow even more awful than than <laughs> the ones Juju does. But like I don't know, it just seems more obnoxious because he's not an NFL player. He's just like a hanger on. Like, <laughs> It's awful. He just seems like a terrible guy, um, and he's like the, the the number one most hated guy in in, in NFL circles, uh, or at least on the internet anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm ready to shut that guy up. Like, let's send that guy home <laughs> for the season. I don't need any more of him. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the actual game. All I want to say is, please do not break my heart, Nick Bolton. Um, he had a pick six last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's not have any of that, please, Nick. <laughs> Let's remember who backed you from the start. <laughs> so they got Nick. Nick Bolton was in the last draft, right? Yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah. So they had Bolton and Humphrey, huh? Yep, yep. That's a nice draft for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost... Well, no, this is a silly comment. I don't wish that our draft was worse, obviously. But if it had been, I feel like I could score way more points... Um, you know, going on about Nick Bolton. But it feels tough because I can't even claim we should have picked him over who we did pick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, if our second round pick, for example, had been terrible, I could have complained a lot that we should have picked Nick Bolton. So I feel like that's a good uh, You know, for next year, though, it, it is actually a, a, a decent argument that inside linebacker is even more of a need than than our offensive line. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they just kill us. They kill us against the run, you know. That that has to be addressed. Yeah. You know, aside from the things that I feel like we say every week of like establish the run, Claypool step up and DJ don't <laughs> drop the ball, all those sort of things we normally say. I think one of the big things, it, it seems it to me, maybe it's because it's such a, a glaring um, uh, chink in the armor of of, um, of the Steelers is the punt game. And we're just talking about taking two punters into this. I don't think that's going to happen. To, sorry to break it to you, Si. I think you might, Dave. But, um, well, we'll let's go forward assuming, assuming it's not. Assuming <laughs> that they're going to stick with their guns and stay with PH3, I do not want to see situations where we're constantly giving Pat Mahomes a short field. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yep. Time and t- It happened what, three three times, I think, against against them last time. Just punts that... and he, I, there's there's nothing worse than being in a game with a guy who's so talented and can so easily drive down the field and then giving him, you know, thirty yards to the goal, and that's just going to kill this team. It's going to kill it, the, the offense that can't really get going easily. It that only really comes alive. It comes alive at the end of the third and the fourth quarter. 
it's it's just going to kill the it's going to kill the entire team and special teams is you know it, people sort of forget about it, but it's usually important and particularly when it comes to the punt game with this team because it's it's such a glaring um, you know fault with this team. It, it, I, this, I think this is why I'm I'm sort of banging the drum for keeping keeping Waitman in, yeah. in that position. It's I mean I mean bump was it the last week week before. That sort of um, back of the back of the end zone punt, yeah. I, I PH3, that would have dribbled four yards when he kicked it. That wouldn't have gone anywhere near <laughs> anywhere near twenty yards. Don't I think, think he would have got it off. <laughs> no, that wouldn't. That was never happening. He just still having the, had the ball in his hands when he got hit. You know, so if they're putting PH3 in, I, I, I feel a bit weird saying PH3. Presley Harvey. I thought I would not use his real name until he can earn his his, his nickname, his moniker. Um, you know, um, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see constant thirty yards, forty yards, giving them a short field to work with because it's going to kill. It's going to kill the game. It's going to kill the, you know, any chance. I I actually would be. Oh, this is probably the point in, in the podcast where I make my prediction that's proved incorrect like three hours after the podcast goes out which I've done like three weeks in a row now uh, but I would be surprised if PH3 punts in this game Tomlin has been uh, unwilling to, to tell the media who will be the punter because somebody asked believe it or not um, and, and I think that's because he knows he's going he's gonna to start waving um, I do think they'll carry two though I think they want to keep PH3 around I don't think they want to drop him so we'll see but um I do. I would be surprised if Waitman's not the punter for this game. Maybe they'll switch it up. Maybe it'll be like one of those situations where they bring in multiple quarterbacks, but it'll be multiple punters. So like two <laughs> two punters lined up. And Just, they don't oh, know who, they don't know who it's going to snap it to. How do you rush a punter when there's two punters? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to break this to the James Washington. I'm afraid. I think he's going to be gutted when he finds out. <laughs> hey, since we're getting into some intense punter talk, um, when's the last time you saw two left-footed punters punt in the same game? Oh, oh! I, I didn't realize they both were. To be honest, in the Bra- the Browns game, Waitman and the Browns punter both left-footed. Wow! Now that is a level of detail that even I wasn't paying attention to. And you probably didn't need either. <laughs> <laughs> Just the foot influence the anything. Rich, have you been have you been secretly like brushing up on p- the punt game <laughs> like behind the scenes like are you the no, new punt I, guy it's just something i noticed because i'm left-handed so uh, i notice when somebody's I a lefty know, so i, I, I know you are the punt you're the punt guru simon so i i figured i would lay that on you well it's funny that's how all this started right this joke about about me and punting is because i was originally making the point that dave just made is that nobody respects the punt game even though it's like super important and like and I think my original argument when I went off on a rant about it, was it like episode one, Dave? I can't remember. It must have been. I think it was like it was literally, yeah. I think it might have been literally episode one when I was sat cross-legged in, in my empty bedroom and I was moving out of that apartment uh, on a box and um, I was saying how like Bill Belichick. I wasn't saying Bill Belichick was great because he because he respects punting, but I was saying like it's <laughs> one of the things that Bill Belichick does that other people don't do. He actually pays attention to these facets of the game and. And uh, I was I went off on a rant for like twenty minutes about how nobody else get, seems to care, even though it's super important. And, and that's exactly what you were just saying, Dave. Like we can't give Patrick Mahomes, you know, a, a 50, 40 yard field all day because uh, he'll just he'll demolish us. So you know, get that big legged punter out there. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And you know, even if he kicks it out the end zone a few times, it did. You know, not that he even has when he's been on the field. He's been great, but um, yeah, I, I agree. Let's let's get Waitman out there and and hope for the best. Um, just a few things to, to look at for 
the injury report. Uh, so Darren Williams and Ceh um, Clyde Edwards uh both missed last week as well as Hill. Sounds like according to Andy Reid, all three should go this weekend. The biggest question mark is Clyde Edwards Hiller, who uh, he is still unclear if he's going to go. Tyreek Hill was in warm-ups this week, so it looks like he's pretty pretty certain to go. But uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have any luck, if, if you want to call it luck with injuries. I suppose that's a that's a, a bad thing to say, but you know what I mean. Uh, we aren't going to get any any of these guys out of the game. Um, as for our own injury report, obviously I mentioned Harris. He didn't practice today. Uh, ben never practices, but he'll be good. Uh, Mollett had a concussion last week. He's limited, and Dan Moore was a full participant. So assuming he starts again on the outside. Um, but all being said, kind of a, a a good injury report. As long as Harris can go, there's not there's not a great deal going on for ourselves either. So we're pretty healthy. Um, I, I just what I will say about what you about what you were saying, Dave, about us being able to beat any team, and, and you know we beat the Bills, we beat the Titans. I think the problem I have with that line of thinking is we beat we beat the Bills and the Titans because I think we can beat the Bills and the Titans. We we can match up against those teams. I just think that we match up so poorly against the Chiefs. Uh, we can't run the ball. I think you've got to be able to run the ball on the Chiefs. We can't throw the ball. <laughs> I think you've got to generate big plays against the Chiefs. Maybe that sounds stupid that we can't run or throw the ball. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't match up well against anyone if we couldn't do either of those things. But We can throw it in the fourth quarter. That's a good point. Um, but I just, you know what I mean? Like it, it feels like we've got to keep the ball away from Mahomes and this isn't a team that can do it. We can't. How, how, when was the last time the Steelers, outside of the fourth quarter maybe, had like a long drive and held the ball for eight minutes? You know, like it doesn't happen because we don't run the ball three times in a row and pick up 10 yards ever because on the second run we just get stuffed and then all of a sudden you, you've got third and nine, third and 10 all the time and then we throw it and all of a sudden your drive lasted 35 seconds. So, you know, I just think it's going to be tough if we let the time possession battle get out of hand and, and Mahomes is able to just waltz his way down the field as much as he wants. So that's why I'm a little bit negative on this matchup specifically. Like if we were because it's funny, I actually thought we were playing the Titans at first. I was like, but wait, we're the last seed, shouldn't we play the Titans? And I realised obviously that there's a bye. Uh, and my heart sunk because I did think we could beat the Titans. Well we already did, right? Uh, whereas I didn't have the same feeling about the Chiefs necessarily. But um should we pick well, this game? Whole- Sorry, go on Rich. I was going to say, Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks that to beat him, you have to pressure him. Yes. You know, the, the, the Buccaneers did it in the Super Bowl. And um, if we can't pressure him, well, we couldn't the first game. Hmm. If we can't do it, we we're, we won't beat him. You know, that's, that's, that is a must for this game. Um, we got to be able to pressure him. Yeah, we need a huge game from TJ, Highsmith, Cal, <clears throat> you know, all those guys up front um, are going to have to be in the backfield all day. Um, just, yep. just like you said, look, look at what they did, the Buccaneers did in that Super Bowl, and try and repeat it, I suppose, as best you can. Um, okay, let's pick this game. I think we, we've we've kind of uh, given away where we're going, but let's pick the score. Um, who wants to go first on the score? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Oh wait, okay, go before ahead. we do go this, ahead. before we do this, who's tracking it? Shall I write it down, Dave, or have you got it? Um, I can write it down if you like. I need to find a pen. Anyway. I'll, I'll write it down. It's okay. I just wanted to check because you said you might have the, the spreadsheet, but I'll write it down. Cool. cool. Okay. Go so, on. on then, Rich. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go uh, where the Chiefs win 31-24. 31-24 Chiefs. Okay. Tighter game. Dave? 
I've got the Steelers giving everyone a brain aneurysm. <laughs> I'm going for the 24-25 win. 24-25, ooh. Okay. You know, if the Steelers win this game, man, Twitter's going to have a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted to ask you before I, before I give my score. Um, Dave, were you watching the Steelers in 2005? Or is that too early? I started watching 2010. Okay, so, Rich, you're probably the only one around then. People are getting like kind of crazy about how this is the same, that we were the we were the last seed in the playoffs and that the Titans were the first seed. And people are mm-hmm. like, doing the Charlie Day thing of drawing lines all over the chalkboard. Um, you buying into that? You think that the, the, the football gods are at play here? Everything's lining up? Well, I mean, the only thing we have in common with that team is Ben. <laughs> And, and that is a big thing, though, right? That's that's your leader, your leader. So, uh, yeah, there, you know, there might be something, something in there to that. You know, I think at that point we were the first team to ever be a, a, a last seed and win a Super Bowl. I think has another team done point. it since? I think. Probably not. That might we might be the only, the only one, one ever. Yeah. So who's to say we won't be the first seventh seed ever to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like. There is something to that sometimes because look at Ben's record against the Browns. And that was a big reason why I picked them to win that home game this this two games ago this season. There's there's sometimes there's something to that. You know, you just Ben has something stuck in his head that no, I can't lose to this team at home. And, you know, and, or maybe in this case, he has something stuck in his head that, uh, you know, we did this before as a final last season. We're going to do it again. And it makes he maybe he plays amazing. I, who, I, who knows? Oh, if you can dare just to let yourself dream, just just, <laughs> just just imagine that that's how Ben goes out. Just where everybody thought that every single week was his last game, and he's just like, no, I'm go- I'm gonna go win a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> love it. Um, okay, I'm gonna go after saying that. Forty three eighteen. Jeez. <laughs> now, hey, I, it's it's possible they killed us the first time. You know, there's there's games at play here. I've picked the Steelers to lose for about 10 weeks in a row. <laughs> We've won most of those games, so um, I think I might continue to <laughs> to pick them to lose for as long as we're in this. Uh, okay, uh, Rich, you want to give us a, a defensive play of the week? Okay, what did I go with last week? I couldn't tell you. Uh, Wormley, Wormley sack, okay. I got it. Um, I, I picked... TJ two games ago, so I won't pick him again because that's that's probably too soon. <laughs> I want to try mirror. to. I want to try to be fair. Go look yourself uh, in the mirror. <laughs> uh, well, I can do that. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go, Cam. Let's go, Hayward Sack. I got to hit him one time this year. Oh, nice. Okay, that's exactly what I was doing this week. Okay, nice. So we got two Cam sacks, Dave. Yeah, I was going to go with my tried and tested um, with a spoon interception because I think the, I think there's going to be uh, balls slung all over the place. Are, um, <laughs> but I I also wrote down Hayward sack, but maybe I should be different and go with another with a spoon interception. Um, you know, I'll I'll be different. I'll be different. I'll go with a with a spoon interception, please. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Uh, offensive play, Rich. Uh, Johnson reception. DJ reception. Uh, Dan, that's exactly what I did. It sounds like I'm just copying, yeah. but I, I literally have these wrote down. <laughs> I, I had the same as well. <laughs> <laughs> we copied each other's notes, did we all right? write down the exact same thing? 
things. Well, these are the people who do the most things. You know, you have Johnson, <laughs> Johnson, Harris, Hayward, Watt. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'll, I'll, well, I'll stick with it, Dave. You can stick with it. Don't feel like you have to change it just because you're going last. That's yeah. unfair. Yeah, do whatever you want, Dave. You don't have to change. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to stick with it. I changed my other one, so I'll, yeah. I'll stick with this one. I did consider it with a through interception, by the way, Dave, but I was like, I don't know, Mahomes, uh, he has thrown through interceptions this year, though. We'll yeah, we'll especially early in the year, he's thrown a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and then we're going to pick the playoff games as well. We'll do this real quick. Um, first game up on Saturday, the early game, the old West of Us game, Las Vegas against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Dave, we'll do you first. I'm taking the Bengals. He's taking the Bengals. Okay, Rich. This is in Cincinnati, I assume, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I haven't looked at any of these, so I'm I'm just first time I'm thinking about it. Uh so I'll go with the Bengals. Bengals, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Bengals too. This Vegas team has had some of the last few weeks though. Um <laughs> you just never know with the Bengals, right? You know, the the old bungles. These aren't the old bungles, but Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought we're all picking the Bengals? Uh, well, you know, and they're not playoff experienced either. That is the thing, yeah. Uh, if ever there was a time to go against the grain, this might be it, you know, I mean Yeah. I just don't have I don't have that much faith in in Derek Carr, you know. To to go, I don't know if he can go to Although he did it with Mahomes a couple of years ago, I remember. He did lose that game, but he did have that game where he went up against a shootout with Mahomes. He you know, he could do it with Burrow. But Burrow's just been on fire, man. Like if he shows up anything like he has done the last few through two or three weeks, he's going to be uh Yeah, he's he's going he's going to go wild. So I would love to to pick against the Bengals, but I won't do it. Um Okay, the second game that night is the New England Patriots against the Buffalo Bills. Interesting game. This is a tough one to pick. Ooh. Um, this is one that could go either way, right? This is yeah. um, anyone's pick. But I'm, I just, I don't want a Pats Bucks Super Bowl. Oh, no, I'm, th- that would kill me. So I'm taking the Bills because I just don't want that. Okay, Dave's going with the Bills. Um. The thing is with this game, I want to pick the Patriots, to be honest. Um, I've, I've not been sold by the Bills all year. They've been very up and down, not not dip, dispatch teams that they should do, or at least made it like really hard work. Um, but then the Patriots have kind of backed into the playoffs a little bit. Um, they struggled against Miami, and also what's really killing them right now is they've got some major injuries. Um, I think the left tackle's out. Um, I can't remember who it, but the, the, there is like a few key players that are uh, real out. Uh, that are going to be out for this game, and then Matt Jones had a, had a real tough game against the Dolphins. So, I, I'm going to pick the Patriots, but I'm going to withhold the right to change it if I read the injury report and decide that it's a complete mess. Um, but I will pick the Pats, and I will tweet out if I'm changing it. <laughs> All right, I'll go Bills. Okay, Bills. Uh, we've picked the Steelers and Chiefs, so we'll skip that one. Uh, NFC side, we've got the Eagles against the Bucks. I'm taking the books because I don't see the Eagles beating beating Tom Brady. I'm afraid. Yeah, e- Eagles are kind of the NFC version of us. Um, just wasn't seven yeah. good teams in the NFC. <laughs> um, uh, Rich, Bucks, Bucks. Yeah, I'll be doing the same. The next one is the 49ers against the Cowboys. That's an interesting one. Um, I haven't gone first yet, so I go. I, I, Cowboys always upset you in the playoffs, don't they? They always, they always do something. Uh, I'm going to go Niners. I'll go Cowboys. 
I'm going to go Niners as well with you. I'm sticking with you, so. Okay. This Niners team is weird because I think they're one of the best teams in the league when it's all when it's all going right, when it's all, you know, when Debo's popping off, when when everything's just working, it's this is a good team, but they're also a bit inconsistent, so we'll see which version of that team shows up. I mean, this is a bit more low level in your analysis, but I don't. I don't want to all hear all that we done boys <laughs> nonsense. I, think, I can't be doing with that. Yeah, I'm with you. Kind of an unlikable team. <laughs> uh, and lastly, the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Hmm, this is tough. Where are they playing at? In the, will in a... be at the Rams. At the Rams. Yeah. Ooh, this is a tough one. Do you guys know injury status for both teams? Is anybody major out? Uh, I, don't. I don't know of anyone major. I think James Conner was question. I think he's okay though, but I know he was up and down the last week. He played in the last game, and then got injured again, didn't he? But I think he might be all right. I'm not. I'm not 100 though. Hmm. But that's the only one that I know of. I don't know of any other huge, uh, huge players that are out in this game. Hmm. I'm not sure. If anybody else has a pick, by all means, could go. I'm not sure about this one. I'm going to go... The problem is that I think that Matt Stafford is just a little bit overrated. I think he's like a stats quarterback rather than a quarterback that's actually like elite. I think he's very good. Um, I mean, two of the receivers in like the top... I think both of the top... Uh, receiving yardage seasons of all time have been from Matt Stafford in Megatron and Cooper Cup now. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I don't know, man, he just does dumb stuff sometimes, like when, when, in the biggest moments, right? And and this Rams team struggles when just when you think that they're like at the peak of the powers. But I think that this might be the game where they show up and then next week or, or maybe the championship game might be the game where they fall and collapse. And this Cardinals team, as much as I've liked them, and to be honest, if the Steelers didn't win, it would be the Cardinals that I'd be rooting for for the Super Bowl. Uh, I think they've backed into the playoffs and they have struggled down the stretch. They lost to the Seahawks uh, last week when they were really trying to get the uh, NFC West. And they would have got it, right? Because the Rams lost as well to the Niners. So I'm going to go Rams. Yeah, I'm going Rams as well. You know, earlier in the season or even four games ago, I would have taken the Cardinals hands down, but yeah. they, you're right. They're not, they haven't been playing as well. They look dominant for a while. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Rams. I'll tell you what else as well. Um, the cards have had a great run game this year, especially like, you know, the, with James Connors emergence and, and all that. And mm-hmm. Aaron Donald can negate a lot of that, especially what James Connor can do best. So, I mean, I'd love for that to be... Uh, I think the Rams will be the favourites in that game, so I'd love for that to be an upset, but um, we shall see. Okay, that's it. That's all the picks. We'll, Gav will, I'm sure, send his in, and we'll we'll definitely hear about it. Well, maybe not next week, because we don't... So, we haven't even said why Gav isn't here. Gav's uh, working, right? He's got a difficult schedule where he's working late at night on one of his shows, so... Uh, he's going to be out at least for a few weeks um, as we sort of do the playoffs and then some of the draft stuff when we start that up. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's started a drag act, right? He's, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a contestant on the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't want to break it, but yeah, why not? <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what the funny thing is, Dave? Would it would it even surprise you? 
No, it wouldn't, to be honest with you. That's just another layer of the onion. Exactly. Right? If, Gav, <laughs> if Gav one day was like, well, it's funny you mentioned that because when I did my drag act in 1998, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so anyway, yeah, he'll, he'll be back in, in a couple of weeks, I hope, and uh, I'm sure he'll nod his head in now and then if he can. Um, we'll get Mike in for all the draft stuff as well. Um, I did ask him this week, but he was busy. Um, so we will forge onwards. Um, okay, that's all the picks. Are you are you ready, Dave? You got a I'm ready. You got a place for us to go. I do. You're going to actually play along and pretend that I play the. <laughs> the drop. Well, you, you, I know I've done you, it myself. You, you've just broken the illusion yourself. <laughs> well, I, I preempted so. it this week because I knew that you'd do it. I, I hadn't set it up. I hadn't told you not to say anything, and I knew that if I just said it, you would just make a comment anyway. So it's like I'm going to get ahead of it. So in, insert music here. Four large donuts, mate. Everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Welcome to the Kebab Corner, <laughs> where we go a little bit off topic. Um, so I, I don't really have a whole thing of, I, I often come out with sort of questions for you guys of, to delve into your pasts and your your uh, your takes on life. But I, I have a little bit of a, a, a thing from my own household. Maybe there's not, it's not a whole lot of discussion, but I wanted to, to mention it because I was incensed with rage as, as a result of this. Um, so basically... Um, I, I have a five-year-old son. I, I, this isn't going to be a whole thing of like the, the guy who talks about their children all the time, but because um, everyone hates that guy, right? But um, <laughs> so he's he's five he's five years old and he's in, he's in school. And at this point of school, it's still a lot of um, there's a lot of play involved in their day. So um, they'll have a bit of, of time of, of learning, and but a lot of it is still learning through play, which is which is cool. I I, I think children should be encouraged to play longer than they probably are i, th- I think it's a huge part of, of, their, of their life but as as a little boy naturally your play is um it's big it, it involves things that you're interested in whether that's uh, dinosaurs or army superheroes whatever it might be it, it's it's aggressive and that kind of play i think that's a boy thing um, but this school—it's it, not a—it's not a religious school. It's not associated with um, with a with a church, which I think is a pretty common thing in the UK. I don't know how common don't know how common it is in the US, but um, you know, schools that are um, fun or partly funded by by a church. This is not one. This is what's called a community school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit hippy dippy. Um, at least the head teacher is a little bit hippy dippy and, and very much keen on. Um, keeping violence and being eco-friendly and stuff which i can get on board with i'm on board with it but the other day um we sat around the dinner table talking about our days etc and there's there's a whole thing of time out so if if a child is misbehaving or or not doing something they should be or acting out or doing something they'll be in time out so they'll be taken away from the activity for a set amount of time and they'll be on their own for a little while and then come back again and uh, my son turns to me and says, I was in time out today. And I thought, oh, here we go. What's he done now? And he said, I was, uh, it's while I was playing. I was, um, I was told off for being Spider-Man. I said, right. So why are you told for being Spider-Man? He said, I was doing the, you know, the, the wrist thing, you know, where he, he does like the, 
the, the I can't. It, like this he is fires a, a web shooter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you put the two fingers down and you do the web thing, right? Yeah. Um, so I was told for for being uh, for being Spider Man, and apparently that's that's too aggressive. <laughs> um, which. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to go on about whole PC gone mad. But you know, come on. <laughs> no. But then, sorry, I got to let you finish. Well, there's there's a, there's another part to this that his his friend was also involved in this game. This is a two person game, right? So there's a good guy and a bad guy. Um. So his friend wasn't putting time out for this for this offence, supposed offence. Um. I said, well, who was your friend being? <laughs> I said he was being the Joker. Oh. Now. If if anything, I'd have been more impressed if the teacher had told him off for crossing over universes. Yeah. You know, you can, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. That's 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 a big no. That's the real offence. Yeah. But super, but Spider Man is the hero, right? Mm. He's being told off for being Spider Man and being involved in an, I suppose, an aggressive act. Air quotes. Whereas the Joker is far more nefarious. <laughs> He, you know, there's 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 storylines where he um, he disa- you know, he, he well, supposedly rapes and disables Commissioner Gordon's daughter by shooting her, puts her in a wheelchair. That's that's nefarious, right? I'm not saying this kid did that, but come on, you know, <laughs> it, 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 this, this this is the, the, these are things, but that set this character in a certain line that is not suitable for school. Spider Man, as you guys were talking about last week, is the sort of lovable dorky hero. Should I, I, at the time I was ready to march out of the school and tell them what for, but am, am, am I alone in this? The, the, is, just, is this too the, much? The fact that you need to clarify that the kid had not like raped and disabled <laughs> that killed me. Um, so, so here's my thought on this. Firstly, I think it actually plays into the character that the other kid didn't get in trouble because that that's a Joker move. I mean, he's he's two steps ahead of Spider Man. Spider-Man's no match for the Joker, clearly, intellectually here. Um, yeah. The Joker's planned this out. There's a reason why Spider-Man is now public enemy number one, and the Joker's got away scot-free. Um, but from a, no- from a more practical perspective, are we certain that your son is telling the whole story here? Well, <laughs> is- no, no, knowing my son, probably not. <laughs> is it possible that this innocent act of, of web shooting was maybe a little bit more violent than has been explained? I mean, how violent can you get with a wrist movement? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I, mean, I suppose it depends if he was firing real web shooters out of his wrists. I mean, if he was, he could have been getting them to all sorts. And you know, I mean, it, it's news to me if he if he has been. You know, I've, I've been trying to get him bit by that radioactive spider, and maybe it's uh, maybe it's taken. Maybe it's worked, right? Well, you know, I don't know if you've seen the latest Spider-Man, of course, but you know, it all depends on whether the uh, the web shooters come out of his body or if he makes them. But um, I mean, there was there was the whole thing of um, I don't know if you guys remember. There was a few years ago um, that there was schools that were banning playing Conkers. Mm, yeah, that, well, that's been a big thing for years. That's like a that's a thing that gets brought up all the time by uh, by certain segments of the community. Which I agree, you know, it's stupid to ban Conkers, but I, you know, is it actually banned? Probably is, right? I don't know, but they, they were they, they made them wear goggles and stuff. Yeah, I do. Remember. Do, 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 do you know what Conkers is, Rich? Is this is no. an alien concept? I'm sure we've had this conversation before. So it it's like um conquers like a like a seed of of the uh, of the chestnut tree, and you'll you'll try and break the other person's conquer by putting you'll you have two of these like it's almost like a piece of wood. It's a big seed, yeah. Um, and you'll put a piece of string through it, and you've got to flick yours at the other person's conquer 
to break it. And if yours breaks, you lose, basically. Okay. Um, it's it's a very old school game. I'm yeah, sure Gab's um, game. Gab's yeah. well versed in the conquer the conquer leagues. You put but, your conquer in a jar of vinegar for like three weeks, so it'd get really hard, and then yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. it, it it was like the the whole the whole health and safety thing was that these things would break, and then potentially pieces of it would go in the children's eyes or cause them injury, <laughs> which is I suppose is fair. But at the same time, it's never happened. It's like so. the example of the health and safety gone mad crowd, right? It's like the yeah, yeah the first thing that gets brought up. <laughs> so so. W- I don't get why Spider-Man's being banned. <laughs> well, no, in principle, I completely agree with you, Dave. I do I do have to question... I mean, I think you should call the school. I think you should find out the full story here and bring it back to us next week. I, I want to know the ins and outs. Because you're right, if they were just playing and, and he's the only one who's been reprimanded for this, that seems a little bit off. But um, mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I want to know I- the whole story. I, I have memories as a child of playing like army and stuff, and you 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 know you pretended yeah. to shoot guns. Everyone had their own gun noise, right? Yeah. It was like, it was like, pff, or like the the that kid had laugh, like the, the laughing gun. Um, but no, I think um, I, I seem to remember being involved in in schoolyard games that were way more violent than web shooting. Yeah, yeah, there were things that went on in the playground, at, you know, especially when I got to secondary school that. I wouldn't even dare bring up on this podcast that people did, you know. Um, um, behind the bike shed, so sort of. <laughs> maybe that <laughs> maybe that's a different conversation. Yeah, not not so much that kind of. Well, I'm sure that was going on, but just all kinds of like dangerous and offensive things were going on when I was in school, you know. Um, this yeah. this seems very PG, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it it seemed like it seemed like it was a joke at first to me. Um, but yeah, no, it it, it just it, it still winds me up now just thinking about being told off for being Spider Man. Like it, it's it's imagination and creativity, yeah, right? And yeah. he's being told off for that. Uh, so so what, it, what did it, you do? What did you do about it? Nothing. I've, I've not done anything yet, but mm. at the time I was incensed with rage. I, I was I was ready to march down there. What did the um, missus say? Were you talked out of it? Yeah, she she's she's taught me round, but um. But yeah, I say I was. I'd have been more impressed if they were told him off for crossing the universes. You know, it's just that that's 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 a no-no. You don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel sorry for him because that's the kind of thing where now you know you worry that he thinks that that's a bad thing. If if you know if the story is yeah. the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I do want. I do want more details on this. I suggest you get in touch with the school and and we get a full report from the arresting officer. I'll I'll march round there in the morning and uh, <laughs> demand a full report on, on why why Spider Man. But if it was Superman, would it have been different? If if it was Superman, well, you know, he, but he he doesn't really do things. That he's not got an aggressive thing, has he? Other than being like super strong and and everything. You know. Hmm. I mean, if, if like Batman, maybe would Batman be less less offensive? Maybe I should turn to be Batman next time. I, don't know, I think Batman's worse. Batman's a bit darker, right? Is this what I mean? Spider Man is like the least offensive that you could have superhero could have chosen, right? He's like, you know, he's your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah. You see, like, you know, kids, three year old kids are walking around with Spider Man backpacks and stuff. This is not a character that should be held for the older kids in the playground. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, like, like I said, it's, it's not a huge talking point. I, I just, I, I had to get it off my chest. I had to, <laughs> I had to make sure that I'm not like being the, the overreactive 
parent. Well, I think I think you're right. I think this would upset me as well if I had a kid, and uh, you know, because it's like other people parenting your kid, right? Basically, which mm. I suppose is to be expected in a school because you can't be there twenty four seven. But uh, you know, if they're doing egregious stuff like this, then uh, you're quite you're quite within your rights to be upset, Dave. Thank you. Thank, thank you for confirming my uh, my annoyance. But again, with the caveat that I think there could be more at play here. Yeah, know. yeah, that potentially maybe he's like <laughs> thrown something, pretending it's a web. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, I want to bring up something, uh, Dave, that um, mm-hmm. our friend uh, Lee has has sent over regarding last week's discussion. Uh, first of all, we were talking about the Washington name change. He's decided that he said that the Washington sh- team should be called the Washington Ungrateful Colonialists, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I quite like. <laughs> Suits me. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, if you remember, we were also we went on like a ten-minute tangent about um, whether there was sea battles um, <laughs> during the War of Independence. Uh, he says. Also, there were sea ba- there were sea battles a bit, but it was mainly against the French as they were helping America. So, there's your answer mm-hmm. to that that hotly debated question last week. Mm, maybe we should enough. maybe we should have a little follow up segment each week because I feel like we ask a lot of <laughs> questions that never get answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad name as well, right? It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, doesn't flow. There's no. I, I'm. I'd be happy with the football team. I'm all in on Red Hogs, man. Red Hogs, or we riot. Yeah, I'm not really now becoming a Red Hogs fan if they choose Red <laughs> <laughs> You're ready to switch, right? You're ready to jump ship, quite literally. Oh, dear. Uh, okay. Anything else, Rich? Any other talking points? No. Uh, no. Okay. I think I'm good. Okay. Dave, you happy? Yeah. 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 Let, let's, uh, let's jump ship. Okay. How would you rate this episode, Dave, without Gav? How, how do you think it went out of 10? I would say an eight. Um, I don't know. Do I go high? Do I go high or do I go low? Um, I, I don't really. I don't really. I, I need like a baseline. I need a baseline to rank it on. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you put me in a situation here now that if if I say if I say a high number, I'm gonna, it's gonna be like Gav's gonna be like, oh, so you're you know when I'm not here, it's uh, really good. I've put you in a tough and spot. if I say a low number, it's gonna be like we've just like. Stunk this place up, so I, I don't know where to go. Nah, is it is, 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 is a seven is a 7.5 good enough? Gav's not listening at this point, ripping to shreds. <laughs> it was a 10. Sorry, Gav. <laughs> did, did you? I, I'm not asking you this to put you on the spot, Dave, but did you what, listen to the episode last week? I did, yeah. Okay, I didn't listen, I, I'll, I'll, I'll caveat that with I didn't listen to all the way all the way through because That's what at a certain say. point the movie talk yeah. got so intense. <laughs> That my brain melted and I, and my phone just switched itself off. So that's literally what I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> I was like, did you appreciate the hour and a half we spent talking about movies purely because you weren't there to stop us? <laughs> I was sort of thinking this this is a Steelers podcast, right? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah this is all movies. <laughs> yeah, that did get a bit out of hand, but uh, ah well, it is what it is. People seem to enjoy it. Um, Glenn Jones got in touch to say that he had to go and watch Don't Look Up before he finished the podcast. <laughs> so. Um, at least we didn't spoil it for everyone at least we put that bumper there okay let's get out of here um, hopefully uh, like I say we'll see you next week and uh, the, the season will still be ongoing if it's not I suppose we'll have like a, a season review to talk about talk about the team where we want to go in the off season the draft coverage will of course start soon when that all kicks off we can have some fun talking about where to go with QBs and, and you know what the strengths and weaknesses are of this draft class so I'm looking forward to that 
Um, follow the show at UK UKSteelerPod. Follow me at CyRoteThis. Follow Gav at GMBoomOp. Shout at him for not being here. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart. And follow Rich on Instagram at Stunt underscore Batman. And uh, we'll see you all next week as we head onwards in the playoffs. Cheers, guys. Go Steelers.